What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. Hey. Shut up. I am Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm here. AKA the playlist. <laughs> He's lame. Uh, today we got two special guests. Uh, we got a uh, uh, local poet, activist, writer, a uh, whole bunch of different things. I can't name them all. Uh, welcome to the show six. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Thank you, gentlemen, for hey. having me here. Thank you for being here. We also got uh up and coming YouTuber, uh personal friend of the show. Uh we got Xavier. What's going on, people? It's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah. Uh, professional black guy boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> Should have shown with my suit today, man. Right. Put, put the bow tie on. Black Panther suit. Are we telling everybody that we were um Reporting live from Wakanda? No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the heart of Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> and we forgot to dab up when we came here first. Yeah, I know, right? We, gotta... we did. <laughs> uh, we got a great show today. We're gonna be definitely going to be talking about Black Panther. Because um, that's all that really matters. <laughs> um, actually, we're going to center the show kind of around uh, self-confidence. Uh, making sure you keep yourself in a you know a good mental space uh, with your confidence and kind of ways to you know build your self confidence, best practices and things like that. Uh, unfortunately, we're also going to be talking about the Florida shooting. That was a huge tragedy that happened. Um, what was it? Seventeen dead, I think, or something like that. Dead. Yeah. How many injured? Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, you know, we're just going to be doing our our regular shit, having fun, talking about all kinds of shit. So regular shit. As always, the loser of the show is going to be doing the part of the show. <laughs> He's going to be doing the church announcements. All right. So thank y'all for joining us once again. Uh, coming up events. This I'm going to do all March events. And six of you got some events. I'm going to throw it to you at the end, bro. Yeah. Um, you can do that. I'm going to shout out my stuff first, though. Um, Go ahead. March 3rd. <laughs> no such thing as sandwich plug. No such thing as a sandwich Not at all, bro. Not at all. Um, March 3rd. This is actually a huge plug for everybody. Uh, the Deco Edge Festival is going on on March 3rd. It's an all-day literary festival full of amazing, amazing poets and writers. Oh, I'm not sure if y'all read any, like, Nicky Finney mm-hmm. or if y'all know the Poet Laureate of Columbia. Um, Ed Madden. Yep, talked to him uh, last month. Yeah, man. Good, Amazing good dude. dude. Good yeah, dude. had several workshops with him. Uh, it's going to be crazy writers, crazy poets out there. It's going to be amazing. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be featured in a poetry panel, which is called Poems, Bones of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's when we get up and perform a couple poems. And at the end, or after that, we kind of talk with each other and discuss how we are writing techniques, what inspires us, all that good stuff. And then the audience has to access anything, and um, we get to interact with the audience. If they want us to perform more, we perform more. If they just want to do a little conversation back and forth, we do that. Very dope. Um, hosted by Al Black. Uh, if you know Al, he's been out here for a minute. He's co-host of my Blue Note Poetry Show. Amazing dude, if not a pervert. Um, but he's good people. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we all got kinks, brother. We all got kinks, you're right. You're right. Some more than others, but hey, whatever. We're not judging. So good uh, that's March 3rd. Absolutely free. All-day event. Come out. Uh, Tuesday, March the 6th, is my poetry show, Blue Note Poetry. One time for the good time. Yo, yo, I appreciate y'all supporting. Uh, it's been amazing. We just started this last year. It's been amazing. Turnout every single time. Uh, this month, we're going to be... He's <laughs> everybody here throwing up gang signs. <laughs> oh, I missed it. <laughs> it might have been signs from Wakanda. I don't know. That. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll be for Wakanda, man. That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> two, two Wakandas. <laughs> we're going to be featuring uh, Sajul's. From Augusta, she's extremely dope. And Epiphany, who's a local poet, 
Um, I love her erotic poetry. I hope she's going to do something more for me. But that's at 8 o'clock, Tuesday, March 6th. Absolutely free. We got poetry. We got jazz by the Vassable Group. Super dope. Come out. Support. Where's it, where's it going to be at, man? Speakeasy. Dang. Speakeasy. I'm slipping. Well, he was telling him the most important part is that it's free. That's what I was saying. That's the part I get to every hey, time. Hey, man. Y'all need to be charged, man. It's tax time. No. Hey, 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 I'm I'm man at least two, two dollars. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, two dollars, five dollars. So you give it to him for free at first, and then you'd be like, hey, next show, two dollars. They'd be like, ah, see, there you go. <laughs> uh, brother, there you we go. are fresh off of a black support uh, situation. You're right. You're right. So if you want to support, buy my book. There you go. There you go, man. All right. Last event I got, March 11th. Wait, it's can so- I ask you one question about yeah. the books? Are there pictures in there? Yes, there are. Yeah. Yeah, that's like illustration. Yay. Oh, you fresh, man. You really, you really legit with Well, the black illustrator did my picture. There you go. I got a black woman. Oh, well, she's black and Latina woman on the cover. Like, Afro Latina. Yeah, my mom was a black black woman. Like, just, just read, just read, 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 read the book. Read the book. Wild cards by Michael Murray. Look at the thing. It's only ten dollars. You got ten dollars? I got ten dollars. Yeah, man. Only ten dollars. Man. You remember? You remember when I didn't do it? You know I did it. And everybody's looking at you like, what's wrong with him? He ain't supporting the movement. Um. Yeah, man, if you see me on the street, I keep books in my car, so hit me up. Um, March 11th, Soul Factory, hosted by Spirit, the tattoo poet. Mm. Uh, he just started this a couple months ago. Extremely dope show. Um, this one costs money, though. I'm sorry. I ain't got any control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only like, I think it's like $10 at the door. But Where is this at? This is at Pearls. I know you've been to Pearls. Okay. I, I look at them. Pearls. You looked at Pearls? You know what I'm saying? Nah. It's, it's, it's oh, nice. Six. It's like yeah. it's sexy. You talking about upstairs in Pearls? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is the first like, scene I call sexy. Nah. Like, when you walk in, it just looks like you just need to be having an orgy with, I don't know, mm-hmm. all types of women in cocaine. Oh. Wow. Okay. All right. Very dope. Uh, he's going to be featuring um, Queen Sheba. And um, for the first time, he's going to have a comedian, uh, Rob Racy, which I'm not familiar with him, but I'm pretty sure he's funny. Because he's getting featured, so mm-hmm. I'm probably funny. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> you gotta feel like that. See, that goes into that self confidence. See, right, right there. No, that's 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 no. I'm just better. No, that's just no. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter's funnier than you. <laughs> yeah, man, better. it's gonna be dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be dope, man. Six, what you got coming up, bro? Um, volume three of the Ugly Truth is coming. Uh, three already? Yeah, I, yes. it keeps it keeps happening. Uh, you know, December seventh, I opened up at the Taft Art Center. And it was it was scheduled to go from the seventh of December to January, and the people kept on coming as um, they should. People kept on walking down the halls downstairs. I'm the spotlight artist, and volume two happened in February. Volume two happened in January. Yeah, and then more people they kept on coming, kept on yeah. coming. So now I'm doing um, volume three, which is um, Black Like Me. It's gonna happen. I'm saying mid March. I'm still um, putting my finger on a date. <laughs> In racism day is March twenty first, if I'm not mistaken, mm. and I wanted to kind of like piggyback off that day and t- when they talk about in the racism. <laughs> You'd be like, mm. "This is ugly truth." Yeah, here's the, here's the, here's the, exactly. You get it, brother. <laughs> you understand? So like, nothing's really big for me right now. To March to the end of my um, March twenty first, March twenty second, I'm gonna figure it out. But I'll be on Instagram six in the city number six ixx underscore. In underscore the city, get out. Write on it down. Right? <clears throat> hey, I'm not gonna lie. I had to redo my uh, Instagram name. <laughs> it was difficult. It was difficult trying to think of a new Instagram name. Oh, um, I didn't know who you were at first when you redid it. Yeah, I know. I was, oh, um, 
February 28th at Speakeasy. It's not a March event, but it's like the day before. It. Cool. It's all the same. There's a thing called Soda City Radio. And oh, they did start that. Um, yeah. My homies, um, Moon Cricket was in the last one. Yes, they were. Yeah. By, by Lord Marquis Noir. And at Speakeasy. Speakeasy is becoming this little hub. Hey, Speakeasy getting litty. Yeah, so, but it, it features Columbia artists. Um, great music. 90 covers of music. Great local talent. Grown and sexy. You ain't got to be sexy. Just be grown. Other <laughs> <laughs> people, ugly people in the market. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for me until March, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So you got anything besides coming out of concussion protocol? Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, wear your seatbelt, first of all. <laughs> there you go. Safety Se- first. Seatbelt save lives. Yes, they do. Uh, but uh, I got a skit coming out pretty soon. I released a trailer on my Instagram last wow. week. Okay. I... True Life. I oh, think I'm I... from Wakanda. <laughs> oh, so, so look out for that. Uh, I'm working on that, man. Hopefully, I'll have that finished up by this weekend. Put it out on Monday. Instagram, Zay Season, X-A-Y-S-Z-N. I'll say it again before the podcast. So, some, of y'all not, some of y'all might not be listening right now. So many plugs. So, so many plugs. Also, uh, I actually am writing a little online screenplay right now. Actually, too. That's what's up, man. Uh, title of it's Blurred. If anybody else comes up with that in the next couple months, I know you stole it from me. Exactly. We, come, <laughs> we talked about it off air already. What you yeah. got to do about that. Exactly. <laughs> I know what I need to do, so I got a lawyer right now. So there you go. We, we, we come at you. I ain't going to say no more about Blair, but be on the lookout for Blair on my Instagram. It's coming soon. I'm going to have to get y'all fellas involved, man. It's hey, going to be, be, be lit. we here. It's for the culture. We're here. We're ready. Well, Absolutely. We're ready to talk about Black Panther. Fred, you... Because this is all that matters in... Do we all see it? Black twice? culture. Do we all see it twice, or just, just me and Will see it? Twice? I saw it twice. I never freeze. <laughs> what the? All right, so they were seen it three times. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I seen it once, but I I seen it once. Uh, I think I I met my quarter. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to see the Black Panther. I saw it with a white woman actually, which is <laughs> if it's not the funny. <laughs> She wanted to see it. She was all about it. She was like, can you come watch this movie with me? I was like, you can watch it by yourself. She, she needed the bodyguard. I like, you know what's going to happen to me? You worried about the wrong thing. Hey, I, I ain't going to lie. So when I saw the movie, I was thinking about putting on my Facebook. Top three moments in Black Panther were when Claw got killed, when the white dude got shot. You didn't even say spoiler alert. It's been a week. It's been a week. If you have not watched it now, have not watched now as a black person yeah. in America, yeah. you might have lost your black card. Right? I didn't say that. Right. You just got to put that in the title. Spoiler alert. Mm. Mm. We got so, to so, not, so they know. So they know. I mean, it's it's on you now. It's on him at that point. What was the third one? You said the first one. I didn't the third one. You said Claude, Claude died. It was something else I thought about. Why, why, why do that shit? <laughs> yeah, it was just anything about white people. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, was, was it the colonizer line? Huh? Was it the colonizer line? Well, the colonizer line. I'm, about say, I'm gonna throw in the colonizer line. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Outside of it. And him telling the white people off at the end of the movie. When oh. they was like, but you're a third world country, what are you gonna do? Now, he didn't even have to say nothing. Yeah. He just like, you gave him that smirk, like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just gave him them glasses over the top. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're going to learn today. <laughs> so, what, so what y'all think, man? I don't think I've heard anybody say anything bad about oh, I have. I have, too. Guess who? Who? Guess what type of person? What, what, what type of person? We don't, we don't want to name Somebody from the Caucasus Mountains? 
Yeah, man. Somebody, somebody on, somebody on the right. <laughs> I want to hear somebody, what, you, what they said. Somebody but on the right. First of all, if anybody had any issues with the movie, other than they just didn't like the movie, they just bought her. Period. No reason. All right. Uh, look, I, I, I would be the first one to say if you don't like it and you're a non-person of color, if you don't give me a legitimate reason, because the cinematography was great, script amazing, costumes amazing. They did their research. Yeah. yeah. I will say, okay, are we talking about complaints now or we just talking about the good shit first? Let's talk about good shit. There's one thing I could complain about, about Black Panther. What's that? Uh, in the, in, in the, in the fight scene on the cliff, okay? My only thing is, like, you see how the people were in the cliff, the, the Wakandans? Mm-hmm. CGI looked a little cheesy. Yeah, okay. looked, it looked yeah. a little rough there. Other than that, <laughs> lit. So you didn't think the, which I like the Killmonger and, you know, Black Panther cl- on Climax, but you didn't think it looked a little bit cartoony when it okay. was like at the end the air and everything? Yeah, when it was when just fun. It, it kind of reminded me of Spider Man 3 a little bit, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, I hate to make that comparison. I know. You didn't pick it, man. You didn't pick it. You didn't pick it on a black accident. They're coming for you in the comments, man. I just hate seeing characters bounce off of shit and they just don't. Like, just flop around. I'll give you that. They could have. They could have just had them fighting hand to hand, like when they was you know fighting the second time in the waterfall. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or just the train scene when they fought there, and I kind of put that all as the same thing. Yeah, part was good, but it was still good though. Yeah, but go ahead to the butt hurt. So man, we seen the comments, we seen on Facebook and Instagram. You know, you got some people claiming they got jumped at the Black Panther premieres by angry black people. You know, trolls trying to. Oh yeah, I did see that. Um, some people just saying that the movie's racist because all the white people are bad. There's only what? two white people in there. Is was this from a white? I hope. It's, I hope it's from that, white, it's from a white person. So Thor and it's all whiteness. Norse, blonde hair, blue eyes. No, bro. Uh, no, bro. He just Elba. He's a servant there. He goes to the door. He's not inside. He's not inside. So, you know, oops, forgive us, you know, for having a mostly black cast, but what about your all white cast for Lord of the Rings? I just saw that on the people are fighting back. Lord of the Rings is the whitest thing you've ever seen. Right. <laughs> Spider Man 3. This is go back to Spider Man 3. That's a terrible movie. Not a one black person. Well, see, that's why I don't even like give that shit energy. Like, I understand, you know, you got to counteract ignorance, but sometimes it's like, man, just you knew that was going to be crying. So it's like, Fuck. And like, and wait, and they're like, all white people now. aren't bad. We like, Excuse me, white person, do you not know your history? Mm, colonize. Yeah, colonize it. That's I think, I think, I think maybe <laughs> that hurt a little bit too much. It's too real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's history. Don't scare me like that. Colonize. Snuck that in there. The awkward shit about that. All right, so when we went, I think it was mostly black people. Yeah. Um, when I went the second time, it was like kind of half and half, mm-hmm. and it wasn't as many. It was on President's Day, so it wasn't as many people. Mm-hmm. It was like right after work, so like the crowd wasn't as lit as which our crowd wasn't crazy, but people enjoyed the movie. Yeah. They outwardly enjoyed the movie. At this crowd, it was as, just like as black people do at, at movies. Right. Like I just saw the crowd; they were just kind of like chuckling at the laughs and stuff. Mm-hmm. The colonizer line hit. It was so awkward. This is about half and half. It was just like. <laughs> it was like, I was like, ah, that's just, even better the second time. <laughs> and the star was like, ah. <laughs> was just like, the rest was just like, dead silence. Like, and I had a couple of chuckles in the background. I was like, you, you got it, you, you got it. So, 
I mean, but again, like like y'all said, y'all, y'all got everything. Everything is wrong. Like, and uh, to be, be excluded. Okay. Uh, to be excluded. Uh. <laughs> right? <laughs> that hurts, man. It does it. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But um, what did y'all think about Michael B. Jordan's acting? Because my the people at my center been ragging on this man. Amazing. Uh, second time watching it, it was great. Second time watching. What happened the first time, time, I thought his acting. Well, I didn't think his acting was bad. I thought his script was bad. What? He got too many quotables, man. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I get that, but like the acting at first, when the first time I saw it, it felt forced. Like he was forcing himself to be a bad guy. All right, so I, I'll give you one thing he said in the movie that I thought was kind of it was a little whack. Rock, <laughs> Roxanne, Roxanne wanted a shirt. I tagged it on Facebook. That's my sister, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, when uh, they bring him into the throne to talk to T'Challa and them, and he's like, hey, auntie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was like, I love that line. That was, I like that line too. Because yeah, it, it, it was so slick. It was <laughs> like, yeah. hey, auntie, yeah, yeah, bother me. I think, I think for me, you know, um, just disclaimer: f- political science and philosophy major. About to start talking in a second, <laughs> <laughs> but I think he represented a lot of anger. I think he was the the most refined version of a Malcolm X. That our generation needed to see. That's what I. That's the energy that I pulled from him. He was angry at the white world. He had direct anger at the people of Wakanda for the abandonment. But he was coming from a very specific place of anger and understanding. And the part when they were inside the um the museum, and the, the white lady, he was like, "Are you the expert?" She was like, "Yeah, I'm the expert." So they going around and they looking at all of that stuff, and then they get to the Wakandan artifact. And then she says what it is, and he's like, nah, you wrong. That's not what it is. And she chuckles like, you know. Nigga, you gonna tell me? Smoke. And so that's, and then, you know, he goes in, he tells her what it is, and then he's like, but I'm gonna take that off your hands. And she's like, it's not for sale. And that's when he hit her with the same way that your people got the rest of these for a good price. Deep. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the, if you want to say that's the most aware moment in that movie, I think that's when he showed off like the duality of what he really was. Like, yes, he was on a revenge mission, like nobody's business, but it did come from an honest place of understanding oppression growing up in Oakland at the time when he was growing up in Oakland mm. as an abandoned child. Like, that's a lot of anger that I think resonates still in the, in the African-American community. So I think he did a great job yeah. of like embodying that for me. I've only seen it once. If I see it twice, I might go ahead and start a fan club <laughs> for Killmonger. <laughs> Killmonger fan club. Yeah. All the reason I can't do that is number one, he was on the, the genocide tip. And he yeah. was like, I'm, and what's wrong with that? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I was about to say, he don't care nothing about Some people got to die, man. He don't care nothing about Of course, you don't care about that part. <laughs> um, took pride in killing the, the beautiful queen that was fighting for the city of Wakanda, the country of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about killing all the white people and all their babies and all the other Africans yeah, get yeah. in his way. I was like, oh, nigga, come yeah. on, man. See, uh, see, that's the extremism part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we all got, we want to go to the cliff with the brother. <laughs> and But I think that's the balance, though. And I think that's the beautiful balance of the movie and I, that I think is necessary. Right. And that's the, the two conflicts of ideologies where you got this absolute extremist view of the world and you got to burn it all down and you got to take them all out or I know a couple people that think you I do it like Prince Kyle and you figure out that balance that middle and, the, and understanding just like he saved the CIA agent not all white people are bad not all white people are out to get us 
there are some that sympathize and historians will tell you history will tell you that the freedom riders abolitionaries if there are not white people a part of that process do we have the same success do things happen the way that they happen if white people were not involved in losing their lives and getting bloody and beaten too so like I understand the balance. I, that's why I think the movie is beautiful. Because if you can call it an all-black movie, okay, and you can call it a prideful black movie, true. But I think it's also a play on history showing us that whites and blacks have to work together to make a to make a beautiful, harmonious right. situation happen. And I think they did a good job of that too, highlighting the few white people, the one white guy that <laughs> Ross. Actually, Ross. Yeah, Ross. Yeah, it's only one that did anything <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, Ross was there though. He was well, done something. Shoot him, man. <laughs> he was willing to die. He was willing to die if the when the sh- when the ship was shooting at the um. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was, was, was about yeah, yeah. yeah, he was going to lose his life to make sure that the weapons didn't get out of Wakanda because he knew what happened to the world and how he knew what happened to the white people. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, white he knew. I look out for my mom's at home. Oh, he knew it was going to happen. Doing this for y'all. Probably was for the people. So can I ask y'all this correlation? Because me and uh. Me and my girl were talking about this after we got out of the movie. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it earlier. So T'Challa, you see the correlation between T'Challa, and Eric, and Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X. Yes. Aside from the, the genocide part, I don't think Malcolm X was a genocide. But aside from that, he was down for the violence. He was down for the violence. Yeah, early Malcolm. Yeah, early Malcolm. Yeah, early Malcolm. Yeah, early Malcolm. Yeah, early Malcolm was about it. He was. I'm talking about the. Yeah, the flip, which I think we should always talk about. I think that should be the new model that we talk about, so hopefully that he can one day get a day and a memorial somewhere in this country. Because mm-hmm. when he flipped his political views and saw another side of it, he was a more open-hearted, inclusive person. But go ahead. They ain't giving him nothing. <laughs> I just got to. I just got to, you know, the anniversary of his death just happened, just in case people didn't know that. Right, well. <laughs> now, I was saying, I do see it for the most part, and I think that's... That's just insanely dope that you got a Marvel movie yeah. that has that type of conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, it has mm-hmm. that type of correlation. That's crazy. I never would imagine that in many years. I thought Black Panther was going to be good. I think we all thought it was going to be good. Me and Will, I think we were joking. We said, I think it was me and you. Said, um, if Black Panther ends up being trash, will black people admit it? No. It was like, nah, nigga. No. Never. Hell no. Never. No. <laughs> so <laughs> so Exactly. Yeah. I was so like, we, oh, we, oh, we. <laughs> So terrible. Movie. Yeah, it's the best. Belly is like one of the like longest, most driest music videos like of all time. That's what it is. It's a whoa, giant music whoa, video. Whoa, whoa. Belly's not a good movie. Hey. Stop at six. Uh, I love Belly. I'll just die. <laughs> you can love it. <laughs> you can love it. Just, there you go. Odin it. Belly's terrible. Yeah, Max, that's my uncle. I love X. Hey, Earl. I love X. <laughs> Earl, forever, man. <laughs> Earl. Um, what, was my, what was I about to say? I just said fucking my whole, my whole point. I can't remember what the point it was. But anyway. Oh, how dope it is that we had to have narrative in the Marvel movie. Yeah, I think it was beautiful. Never saw I, that coming. I loved it. I, like I said, I resonated with that anger with that, um, that Killmonger was coming with. And I think... So you connected with Killmonger yeah. more than you did to Charlie? Of course. I was Killmonger. You're so angry. I am. <laughs> I am. What do you say? Why you feel like you connect with him more? Oh, man. I remember, you know, being being knowledgeable of what you are as a black person, for me, came in the home before I even came to America. I'm a Haitian immigrant. So I saw imperialism and colonization happen 
in my face. Because right. I grew up in a black-owned country that, since we got our independence, has been... Can I say shitted on? On? Shit, brother. Yeah, we right. We've been shitted on by white people. We've been sponsored yet? Oh, okay. Yeah, we've been in debt. <laughs> <laughs> we've been in debt to France since we got us since we revolted in 1804. We were the first black free slave republic in the world, and ever since then, white people have shunned us from that moment on. Mm. So, I understand why he was just like, "Nah, they all gotta go. They all gotta go because right. we saw it too." And then, even more recently, the Clinton Foundation came into Haiti in the occupation in 1993 and they took all the good land and moved all of us off our land. They took our gold, they took our silver, they took all our agriculture. They moved us off our land to save us from a dictator. And so, like, I've grown up repeatedly seeing that. So that anger that he had towards being black in America and understanding that your oppression is a white person and understanding that the system is literally set up against you, why not want to bring it all down? Crazy. Why not want to? So like, I resonated with him from the from the jump. From the jump, I was like, yeah. It's only till you got to the kill everybody part. <laughs> kill that, that, that you know, I was yeah. like that. But he was a revolutionary, and sometimes revolutionaries have a they have a genuine point that they come from, but they have to be the extreme version of the idea. Mm-hmm. You have to see it through the, the if you want to say zero to hundred. If you are the head of the revolution, then you have to see it at that hundred point, and then the people who follow you figure out. How far where they, they want to go, yeah, yeah. In, in that spectrum of what your revolution is, but the same way, and I don't want to connect the movies because we talk about Black Panther and it should keep it only black, but because the title of the movie is called The Dark Knight, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but the same way, I think the the new add-on villains is a good. Uh, I think is a good addition. I think a dry a dry way to do villains is the villain is bad. He's misguided. That's the way they've been doing. And mm-hmm. the hero is the one that has the consciousness and has the true generality. Yeah. And I think now that they're giving villains a little bit more depth and you get the, the understanding that Killmonger watched or walked into his father being dead. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Knowing that he's been abandoned by his people. His dad, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The conflict of his dad got killed by his own no people. people yeah. And then the banded by those same people. people yeah. They ain't even taking him back to a conflict. Like, hey, man, what's up with your dad? But, you know, you got all this stuff now, so. Not sure. Yeah. yeah, like. Like, I resonated with that. Who, like, what young boy in the inner city who yeah. don't resonate with some part of understanding that you were target? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think he, I think Killmonger was the, was the. The young little black boys might want to be Prince Takala, but I think a lot more might want to be Killmonger or, or resonate right. more with him. Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Zach? Who do you and, uh, kind of feel more? Killmonger, definitely. And this is why I say that because um, you know, I watched some of the interviews with Ryan Coogler and Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. and they and they speak on in the interviews. Even while I was watching the movie, I had the same thoughts that they had about the. Dysphoria between African Americans mm-hmm. and then blacks from Africa. Yeah, facts. Right, where, this is true. And you know, it's the same thing even here. We just go in the United States, you think about it, dysphoria between rich and the poor. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got a cousin that's making it and you over here living check to check, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, it's Thanksgiving, y'all get together, your cousin's like, yeah, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. You know, like, yeah, well, fuck man. this nigga. Fuck like, yeah. It's like, you, you ain't helping me, but you see I'm here struggling. And mm-hmm. I think that's it. And you were talking about that before we started the podcast about, you know, African-Americans versus versus the Haitians. Yeah. 
that we're all one people, but because we come it's from somewhere else. It's not necessarily seen that way. Yeah, yeah it's not the same. Yeah, it's not, it's not seen the same way. We're from different tribes, but. Yeah. We're the same tribe, though. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. But we're looking at it as. Because you're from where from. Because you're from where you're from, you're entitled to this. Right. And because I'm not from there, I'm not entitled to that. And that's why I, I vibe with Eric Killmonger because it's like Wakanda had all this technology to help black Poor, people yeah. that were in trouble in America. But they refused to. Because, for, because it, of tradition. Yeah, for traditions. And then also, I, mean, I can see why, too, that you know, they didn't want to get invaded by, you know. Well, I don't, that was the main thing. I, think, I don't think they were worried about I don't that. think they were worried about no. that. I just don't think they wanted to go to war at all. I think they mainly like like um what's the card my baby from I'm Walking Dead said like Michelle. we only get oh, her and oh the most dudes looking so fine like mm. yeah Lupita look um, Lupita, Lupita look like fam. oh man like, chocolate killer person <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to think of something chocolate in in this and like just in the most central way but that is a that's not um, even a snack man that is. That that is Black Thanksgiving right there. That. Like, yeah. <laughs> Some turtle joints you want to get when you're like your mom and somebody buying for you because it costs so much money. The chocolate turtle, they got pecan and stuff in it. I don't know. Oh, you, you lost you me. Do, you doing the most? You doing the most? I know what you're talking about. You don't talk about. You don't. But know you took it too far. I just don't know. I just what don't appreciate called. it like I do. That's fine. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> what was it? You got a sweet think, taste um, for life. I appreciate you. <laughs> The general was just saying like we only go when we're needed, so mm-hmm. that you know we can focus on ourselves. So I don't think there was so much more about being invaded as like we ain't trying to squander our resources, trying to save. Because if we if we start that, you can't stop that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once you open that door, you're gonna be like, what about That's us? Right. So she was like, it's just about. But see, and I think this is the complexity of the movie because like, uh, uh Eric Killmonger's father, that was why he betrayed Wakanda. Right. He was there, growing up in this inner city, was seeing the plight of African Americans, knowing he came from this place of pride Mm. and of influence, Mm. and knowing that we're technically the same people, we are black in this together, and it killed him and it hurt him to see black people in that situation. That's great. It like it hurt him to the point where he was like, even though I am of this royal family, the royal blood, I will betray my country to help. My other fellow black man. That's, 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 that is real. Is the that's so that's Marcus Garvey. Right. That's Garveyism in its truest sense. When Garvey came here from Jamaica and started the Poor People's Movement, and he was like, literally, I'm trying to hire and employ black people only. I don't care how you feel, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you're the ones without the jobs. Even though you're gonna call me anything you want, you're gonna call me a Jamaican this. You're gonna make fun of my accent and all that. I'm gonna still employ you. I'm gonna still teach you skills because. Nobody else is gonna do that, and I saw that in Killmonger's father when he was like, "Yo, these people live in like like sheep, or they live in like rats, and if we can save them, why not save them?" And so, like, that's why this for me, from his father to the son, the wanting to save the people, it just, you, I guess, it got lost in the sauce. You know, I don't know how many people ever grew up in foster home or grew up in those type of situations where it's a it's a fight to survive type of situation, but. I know people that have been in that situation. I was privy to that situation in my growing up process of becoming American and whatnot. So when you grow up in that that gladiator cell type of situation, you lose a little bit of your humanity. And there's only a few things that are going to focus you to keep you on point. And for Kim Margaret, it was that these who are my enemies, acknowledging who they were, and B, 
getting to the the true point of his pain, which was being abandoned by the Wakandans. And I and he went through and got that thing done. <laughs> Can I just say the one G moment is when the girl got caught up uh, by Claw and she says sorry and he. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was Remember when he killed his own girlfriend? Cause she oh, yeah. Her. She understood the mission. Bro, that's cold. So, I don't know. She, that's what, hey. <laughs> is, 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 is that what it was? Like, she knew what was about to happen? Yeah. No, I don't think I don't, she knew. I don't think she knew. I, I think she's she like, I'm she, sorry she, that I got... She, He's like, I'm sorry I put you in the predicament. He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, my fault. I guess we all saw it different. I thought she, I thought she understood the mission. Oh, no. I, 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 so. I don't know if she was that down the ride. Hey. Yeah. I mean, that's a dope, like, like little gray area. Because I thought she was like, I'm sorry that you got to make it a the choice now. Oh, like, it was, I thought she no knew. I, th- I, thought, I did not think she, I thought she knew that there was no choice that. You are mm. going down. No, I don't, no, I don't think know, she man. like that. I'm ready to go watch it again one more yeah, time. Yeah, you know what? We go, I'm going to go take it one more time. I feel time. like if she knew, she would like try to do something. She would have fought back. And yeah, you know like, she, she would like, try to die. hit her in the balls or something. Yeah. one arm, bro. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? She only had one arm. She knows she's not going to die. Like, she would have did anything. I think she thought like he was going to be sitting there like, damn, baby. So I love you. Who would you like more, Killmonger or T'Challa? I mean, this is what I've been doing for the past like week. Just answer people. <laughs> nah, stuff. I said if we take the whole character's whole philosophies, I gotta go with T'Challa. You lame. True. Nah, it's not. You know, I get it. I gotta take everything. T'Challa at the end found the balance between yeah. um, being where retaining your pride and your culture and keeping your country safe because you know heavy is the head that wears the crown. So mm-hmm. he got other responsibilities going in. You got lines of generations of kings that have been doing a certain way. You got a lot of other things. But he, at the end, resonated with Killmonger, understanding that, yo, I cannot let these people sit and wallow the way they are. If I can help, I can. I should help. To abstain is to be a part of the problem. If you do nothing... Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, if you do nothing, then you are willingly a, being a part of it by doing nothing. And he, like, at that point, he was over with it. He was over it. And that's the thing that I think was the most conflict for him, because he respected his father, he loved his father. Which I think is a beautiful part of the movie is that that connection to his dad. Oh man, both of them yeah. is beautiful. Both the father scenes that yeah. is gorgeous, and I think more representation needs to be made like that Absolutely. of black fathers. Because I was just reading something there, like the myth of not of black men not having fathers, mm-hmm. which I think has been overpopulized for like the last 30, yeah. 40 years mm-hmm. now. But those, this movie having these two main characters having father figures, and how each father figure, the loss of one, the loss of both. Right, shaped them in. I think it was gorgeous, and then for you know T'Challa at the end to know to find the balance, to, to find the balance. That's the key. That's the key for me picking T'Challa because it was too many signs of Killmonger starting being on the road to becoming what he hated. Like yeah. when he burned the plant, so there wouldn't yeah. be no other, other kings. King. And yeah. Stuff. When, of course, we were talking about I wonder how they gonna follow that up in the next movie or hmm? in general. In that's the, a good question. I mean, that's a good question. That's, that is a good question. Maybe yeah. they're going to do stem cell research. I think I already know, man. <laughs> I think I already know what it is. What's theory? This is my theory. Go ahead. Spoiler alert for Infinity Wars. I think the reason why they have revived. You got to think, like, why are these plants oh, I, I think there's an Infinity Stone there is. in Wakanda. The Infinity Stone is in Wakanda, and that's where somebody the heart shaped herbs come somebody from. Somebody Read your comic books, people. Yeah, about somebody knows his Marvel comics. For those of you, I won't. Call you out. I can't see you. You can't see me, but I'm pointing at you. 
But for those of you who just now became comic book people, you know, when the Marvel Universe was being reconstructed, then you might not know anything that's going right. on. These are people that that's, what's wonderful. Know. See, that's what's wonderful. I think yeah. me and Will are like surface level comic book fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I stopped. Right. Yeah. <laughs> those are people, you talk to the people that left right when the first credit started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, Will was like, "You <laughs> 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 use young people for getting up after the uh, movie ended." Oh, so y'all just gonna leave? What's <laughs> <laughs> going on? Bro. I ain't gonna wait till the lights come on. God, yeah. damn, I'm trying to beat traffic, black people, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, no, nah, that's definitely the truth, though. That's that is that is it. I believe. So you think he that when he burned it, the Infinity Stone popped up somewhere? No, I'm saying the, the Infinity Stone is why they have the heart shaped herbs. Yeah, I think when that meteorite crashed, mm-hmm. that it dropped the Infinity Stone. Yeah, mm-hmm. Infinity Stone was like inside the vibranium yep. that dropped into Wakanda. Yep. And that is why things are the way they are. But, but you can always yeah. go get the Black Panther yeah. comic book there on sale. Get I mean, it on sale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Like hockey. Well, but, <clears throat> can I just say shout out to Blade, uh, yeah. Wesley Snipes. For sure. For starter. Yeah, like, can we not, you know, can nobody, we not act? Nobody's going to remember that, man. No love. He ain't paying taxes. Neither did L'Oreal, and we still are. Uh, mm. <laughs> and Blade gave us three. Wesley gave you three. Don't act like that, man. Don't act, I'm just like, you know, Meteor Man, Wesley Snipes. He's really, he's really pointing the job right now. one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah, Spawn. Spawn. Your boy. Your... I remember when I was a kid, I found out Spawn was black. That just did something to me. Yo. Was he like, didn't see why you were black. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I, was, I, didn't, I had no idea until I watched the movie. Man, like, at way too young an age. <laughs> hey, don't forget about Shaq. Okay. Shaq right. and Steel, man. Stop. Stop. I'm just Stop. saying. Stop. Hey, we have black Shaq heroes. <laughs> What about Shaft? He was in a Marvel guy, but who is the man? Like, come we, on. Hey, we would all that. Like Batman. Shut your mouth. You know I'm only What's talking on, about Shaft. Your, um, I, was just, I mean, my decision is Killmonger. He's more, much more of an engaging character. I just hate white people, man. I don't hate white people. That I take, do. No. <laughs> but, I may hate one white person. <laughs> That was so many shots just now. It was. Um, but no, nah, man, like, I thought Killmark was actually a deeper character. I thought they developed him a little bit better than they did T'Challa. Because, I mean, I, th- I think for the most part, it's like T'Challa, he's the king. He's trying to find his way. He's uh, a little bit more emotional than, I guess, you would expect a king to be. <clears throat> but... Besides that, man, Killmonger was just deeper. Like he has abandonment issues, all this yeah, other stuff. For sure, he's real deep. So I gotta identify with Killmonger more. And he's just that nigga. I mean, if I'm being <laughs> if I'm being honest about <laughs> hey, it, when he got on the welts on his, I bro, like, I was like, okay, okay. alright, so you killed everybody. <laughs> man, yeah. sure. I said I killed in every place I could. <laughs> just, yeah. just to develop himself to get on the same level as T'Challa. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he dedicated his life to make sure he became the king. best. The best he killed those people and it hurt him. But he yeah. said, "I got to do this. I to change the world. That's a resolve. That's that's powerful will." He, right. he was smiling a little too hard when he killed the the, um, the woman. Good for like, Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, oh, the <laughs> girl at the end. The girl. Yeah, but I'm talking about the the guard. Oh, the, okay. Of course, Whitaker. That, 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 I knew that was coming. Like that was that yeah. was one thing I saw. That caught me off guard, man. Oh, you didn't think he was gonna kill him? I was fixing everything. I was when he had his like when he had. Quote unquote, about to chop off Chachala's head or whatever. I was like, okay, here come Forrest. Kill me. Oh, you saw that guy? Well, I didn't saw him coming a mile away, bro. <laughs> I didn't see it. I Do a dick him. I was like, what? It is I that did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Forrest, if you don't take 
That accent. <laughs> he stabbed so, the shit out of it. Too. <laughs> said two for one. <laughs> he said two for one. That's what they called it. Called it two for one. Oh, it just came on his back. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I think my favorite part of the movie was the the character Killmonger himself. I, yeah. Just by mostly over everything, and uh, I wanted to touch on a couple things. The one of the, I guess, the biggest scenes in the movie was when he took the, uh, was when he drank the Heartstone herb, mm-hmm. and he went back to. The ancestral plane, mm-hmm. but he actually didn't go back to the ancestral plane. Yeah, yeah his dad's back. soul stuck stuck in the yeah. Plane. His dad's soul stuck, that's and nice. you could see like it kind of represented to me the way I guess African Americans treat you know their history. Mm-hmm. You can see it from far away because it was in the background clearly. Yeah, it was. Right. But he just had no actual mm-hmm. connection to it. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, that's, that's true. deep. I didn't think yeah. that. Bro, that, that was like one of the deepest parts of the movie to me. Yeah, yeah I, saw, I thought about that on the second view. Yeah, and so. You know, it was that, and then, of course, he had the, the daddy issues. And the way he, I guess, how do I want to say it? The way he enforced himself on the Wakandan people, it's kind of the same way America does just about everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we just kind of push our ideals on other people. This is the way it's going to go. Your culture really doesn't mean much or nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do stuff the way I want to. So, um, yeah, man. Killmonger forever. Yeah, but you know, but I think he's trying to. Well, I think that part you talk about that part, and I and it just, but it uh, they do such a, a beautiful way of bringing in a lot of issues that resonate in the black community. Because this when he was talking to his father, his father said, "No tears for me." He said, "People die here every day." Yeah. Like, so I'm, 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 that, then he just starts crying like later on in the scene. That's what was dope. Yeah, and he just like starts. He's like, "I'm almost numb to it." At this yeah. Point. yeah, and that's why it's beautiful because is there not layers to our masculinity as black men about being emotional, being, right. being sensitive, yeah. and for him to start off and be like, "I can't cry because there's nothing," but me gone, whatever. But he hurt for real. But he has a grown man. He's like in there balling. Yeah, he's balling, and that's the and that's the beautiful part of it. I think the child in us who. We shut off mm-hmm. to be able to get through the pain, to be able to get through the issues, to be able to survive through our situations. We kill that early. And then as we become men, somewhere in our, our maturation and we get a little bit older and we get more in touch with ourselves and we get past the outside influences that shape our masculinity and we really get into ourselves and we start to develop ourselves, that child comes back and it finds a way to creep back up in us. So that little boy that was certain that never got a chance to cry cries as a grown man with understanding and that part for me like that's the most enduring part about Killmonger is that it's a subtle ass message that's I, I, did, I didn't crazy. see that I never. I didn't mm. see the whole crying yeah. thing no, I don't think about that we keep learning now you gotta watch it for the fourth time I'm going again <laughs> and this time I'm bringing a sister with me so uh, ladies uh, <laughs> you can get me at, get at me on six in the nah, city you <laughs> 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 Yeah, the car taking a white woman. <laughs> Look, I was I was doing it for the culture. I was trying right, there to you go. see. Check me out, brother. The only way that we can change the mindset. Oh, of the colonizer is by changing the mindset of, of the their colonizer. women. <laughs> Malcolm X said, "Is in the women." So. If the women are progressive and educated, then you find that the society in itself is progressive and educated. So, the women is the woman is always the center point, and I think I like how they did that too. When even though the king died, 
the mother still had a like a, posi- a big position of power and influence. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even speak on the, yeah. the, the woman's empowerment. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was like yeah. it was like right after the movie came out, it was a lot of stuff talking about the the woman, yeah. the the influence of women throughout the movie. Well, yeah, they were important. He would not have made it. I didn't. I didn't see it the first time. The woman guard. Oh, well, no, I, well, no, I saw that part, but you know the the depth that people went into mm-hmm. after his sister the initial weekend, a genius, genius and like the head of the saying, technology. Like he relies on every. Every woman. If it wasn't yeah. for, yeah. if he was missing one person from the movie, he would not have succeeded. Versus yeah. like Captain America, he probably he'd have got he'd through. Do, he'd have got through. He, Don't worry, he, 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 he might. He might. Yeah. But you know, white privilege saved you through a lot, man. <laughs> 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 but, but this movie really shows that the African American community, when mm-hmm. it comes together, it's like, beautiful. You'll stop a war. You could. You know what I mean, right. like basically, that's what it. That's what they did. Like, yeah. They stopped the war from happening mm-hmm. in their own home. So it's like, we come together, what's, what's stopping us? What's stopping us? Mm-hmm. And it does it in such a dope way, man. We didn't even talk about the actual, the, the, my favorite scene is the casino scene. The um, like one shot um, joint when they um, my baby gets exposed and the dude tries to grab her. And she's like, oh, we got to do this shit. And she pulls it down the spear. I don't know why she got the spear from. Boom! I don't still, man. Thighs are still. Ladies, do your squats. Just do that wig off. Peter was uh, on that yeah. boat dancing. Mm. That vibranium wig. Bro, I saw Lupita checking that butt boy shit. That was. Oh, yeah, when she was on the boat doing the thing. Before I came here today, I was doing my research and I was watching an interview of Ryan Coogler and he was talking about that scene. The he scene? Said, he was talking about that green on? Yeah, he's saying oh, that um, with Lupita. Uh, Michonne. Uh, uh, Michonne. 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 What is her name in the. It's like Di- Diama. Diama is a real name. And then uh, Chadwick. They all were wearing colors that represent the pan African flag. Yeah, the pan African flag. Mm-hmm. It's you, like, oh, he, he did that together. And he was just, just breaking down. It's like 10 minutes for you. Y'all need to watch it. Blue yeah, it was, yeah, it was I really dope. It was deep. I think she's the only person with red on in that whole scene. Yeah. And, uh... He got green on and... Yeah. That's it. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. They put so much into that movie. Man. They had to. Yeah, they How really did. How many shots do you get? <laughs> I don't know if y'all... your shots. Just <laughs> shots. On the second view, and it didn't really... It, 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 the first view, and I'm sorry, it didn't mean that much to me, but you remember at the beginning of the video when the, um, some father talked to some child about the, the beginning of Wakanda? And he's just discussing how Wakanda got started in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. It's crazy because at the end of his whole story, and the kid's like, "And we still hide, um, Papa." And he said, "Yeah." And he's like, "Why?" And the movie just starts. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. Like it just explains. It's just like it goes into like that whole explanation of why, why are we still hiding? And then by the end of the movie, the question is answered. But like the way they answer that question is just to go right into go it. To right? Yeah. Give that. Let me show you. You think that was T'Challa and his dad? I don't think that was them. I think it was just a random kid in Wakanda's yeah, dad. So. It could have been T'Challa's dad. Probably could have been. I don't know. It could have been. Just, you know, the movie, it's a, look, it's black excellence. Uh, like, what, what else fits the description of that besides that? Like, you saw... I don't even know. You saw positive women representation, not overly sexualized. Right. Not making them to be... Oh, man, I can't even, like... To see intellectual women talk and strong, just be strong beautiful. and sexy yeah. and, and beautiful and be like that in itself was the charm for me Absolutely. because if it does nothing else, it washes away what other this other influence of what you know what it is to be black and sec- uh, be black and be sexy as a woman as a woman of color now 
with the other mainstream influences. So that was beautiful because you saw small, sexy women. And if that's not more of what we need to, 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 to get away from the brainwashing, nothing against Cardi B's of the world. Because we don't talk about... We don't talk about Cardi being a negative light on this show. Oh, my fault. Yeah, Will goes hard for Cardi. <laughs> okay. Hard for the pains. But nothing against her, but, you know, have you ever heard, like, oh, to go. hear her talk? Exactly. Like, exactly. So, hey, look, this is a show. Well, you seen, like, an interview yeah. with her, like, longer than five minutes? You said that and listened to it? I'm money. I'm, I'm rocking with Cardi B though. Yeah, man. I know you are. For our Afro Latinas, rock your yeah. face off. <laughs> you about to end the song? sister, man. Hey, look, man. Okay, on a side note, <clears throat> Cardi B is winning right now. Okay, yeah. and she's winning because she's with me. She should have been All a right. Black okay, Panther. she should have been Black Panther. <laughs> she she should have been. She should have been. Nah, I think they did right by that. <laughs> nah, they didn't need to be in this. Come in as a and, and I want to see this, but I want oh, like, but. The this high. is my brand name, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, nigga, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> but how I want the, my big shout out is the the pro the high profiling of dark skinned women. That's what I'm saying. We're we yeah. winning right now. Dark skinned people like, dark just the dark skinned women the dark skinned lead women. Exactly. Not playing second fiddle and nothing light oh, skinned. Which Angela Bassett was about the lightest skinned woman. She was the lightest. Yeah, exactly. I was talking about that. Yeah. She, she was. And uh, Killmonger's girlfriend who got shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <took Hey>. that. <laughs> she was light skinned. She couldn't make it to a comedy. Yeah, you know, you know that pigmentation ain't quite there yet. <laughs> she didn't have a passport. <laughs> That's why Killmonger killed her. Because he knew she wasn't You know yeah. who? Oh, no. He know. Oh, no. They ain't going to know you ain't from here. Yeah. <laughs> you know who they could have put in there? Angela Bassett did an amazing job as yeah. a child's mom. But you know who could have played? If you say the mom, mom Davis. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. Yeah, man. Yeah. How to get I away with murder. All day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She kind of everywhere. Isn't she in the Marvel Universe or is she in DC Universe? Yes, she is. She's the she, like Asian. She's, um, she's in Batman, right? What's she's like the. She's in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. She need to get away from that. Yeah, yeah she is. You need to get away from that DC shit. Y'all seen that meme of um, Marvel vs. DC with the dude that it had T'Challa at the podium? It was like Marvel. And it had that black dude from the other. Like, I didn't see that one. That's how it is, man. Like, So, who do y'all think was more beautiful? Oh, the yeah. movie itself or the way that black people came to the movie like dress <sighs> like do you think it's a fad or you think this is something that's like that people really going to embrace it I think that oh, this movie is uh, kind of it was just one of those things man it was just one of those things that black people collectively had to do I don't think you're going to see a, I don't think you're going to see a lot more represent, a lot more people come out like that because I don't think there's going to be a lot more movies like this you know what I mean? It was I was very proud to see black people come out, but like my biggest fear when I remember saying this, I was like, "This gonna be like the biggest week two movie of all time." Because niggas ain't gonna come the first week. <laughs> you know? No faith. But yeah, man, it was it was beautiful, man. But see, it was beautiful. But will they do? Will they dress up like that every single time for two weeks? I think yes. <laughs> you know, I don't think, and I think that's kind of. I guess lame in itself that you're going to show off for two weeks, you know what I mean? And then turn it off. Yeah. Put your dashikis and put your head wraps. I don't think people are going to put it, see, but we said this yeah. before, the, before the podcast. I think we've already seen a surge of people wearing like African style garments. Like that, yeah. and embracing, 
and actually some people more than others doing research and putting stuff online and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I think it's going to be more of the same. I would, but is this just a, a, a fad in itself? Like not just for the movie, but this you know kind of what has it been like the past two three years? Uh-huh. You seen this kind of growth of it? Yeah, that's at least two years. Yeah, it's the it's, it's the woke growth, right? Sure. Yeah, it yeah, is. Definitely, exactly. yeah. yeah, definitely growth. The it's definitely woke. a trend for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but I think for the so most when does part, it burn out? That's the real question. I think it's lasting, man. Because like, I'm saying, I think like pride is like it's a culture change. Because look at it. they get they're doing the uh, Wakanda the vote now. Huh? Where where they're setting up voting yeah, registration right. booths? Yeah, yeah. At the at the movies for Black Panther, because you know, how many? That's a perfect opportunity to recruit, recruit future voters that would never vote before. It's like, hey, while we, while you out here, fill this out. We'll send this off because I saw an article. Is this real? Is yeah, it's real. Yeah, they send up voting registration booths at movie theaters across the nation, and uh, Wakanda the vote. Is they got that with that wrinkle in time yeah. movie for Disney come out? Was got that black girl as the leader? Um, they're there. setting up there and too. And they got the holy mother Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We all know she <laughs> is. Tamika goes in here attracting Oprah. Last year, she was. Tamika Staley was a uh, local poet, best friend of ours. I just started listening to that podcast that she was on last year. I did? Uh, yeah. You should, if you ain't listen to the whole thing, listen to the whole yeah. thing. It gets like intense. How's she go trash? Oh, Oprah's she not, she not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Oprah's on my wall of, um, of idols at the Taps Art Museum. Come check it out. Six and Ugly Truth downstairs. Plug, plug, plug. No shame. Hold take on, plug shit. <laughs> no shame. But now nah, I put Oprah on the wall of shame because she did open up a school in Africa and there were issues about the kids having to get perms to attend the school. Word? Yeah. What? Damn, I know about it. Damn, Oprah. Yeah. Word? Like, I can't believe that shit. Oprah? Yeah, Oprah. Oprah. I had to fight all my life. I hope that's not true. I hope it's not. It, it, it definitely is true. It's Stedman, man. It's That's all. Fucking Stedman. had to slick hair all these guys. Fucking perm. Yeah, but. at the house. Who was your What were you saying? Oh, the fads. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for some people it's a fad, but I think people that were already, like you were saying, people that are already doing their research and playing around with, like, figuring out, like, where do I fit in when it comes to Africa? I think that's got that lasting effect. Like I said, man, these voting booths and, like, Black Panther left his legacy for every person that registered to vote and is going to vote that wouldn't have voted before. That's well, we don't know. Who's, hey, we don't know who set up these voting booths. No, somebody. We don't know they're going to vote. We know they signed up to. But vote. they got the possibility if they do decide to vote, that's one more voter that they wouldn't have. Yeah. Voted otherwise, which it is still powerful. Well, you know what, what needs to happen is we need to start. If it's, this is all right. My issue is is like twofold. It's like first, I'm proud that people tapped in, and they were proud to be black. Um, I'm happy that you know the the gravity towards you know Af- African American culture or African culture and embracing the dashikis and the raps and just everything that comes with being African. People are now being more aware of it. I am the most ecstatic person about that. Here's my issue where it falls into it. Like we said, if it's a fad, when does it burn out? But why do we even have to worry about that? Like, why does that even thing where? Now we have this movie that gives us this representation of Africa, mm-hmm. and we all can be connected to Africa if we chose to. Mm-hmm. Ancestry and me, Twenty Three and me, whatever, whatever site you wanted to go to, if you wanted to find out where you came from in Africa, you could. And even if you feel like, well, 
you know, you can't trust that or whatever. But you being black in America, knowing that you came from Africa, makes you attached to Africa because you know that you are not indigenous to this country. So I'm just upset. As in, but then not, you know, for me, I understand I'm a foreigner in myself. I grew up in my culture. I grew up in Haiti. I live in Miami. Lived in Miami. We're all Haitian, so I don't hide my Haitian pride. Like, Haitian people have been throwing our flags around and being happy to be Haitian forever. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. and I know it's because we have that touch with Haiti. We know where we come from. We know our homeland. And even from Haiti, where all Haitians come from. After that, we know where that is at. So, it's different for me. But for African American, I think the first thing that we all question as foreigners is, yes, you are here in America. Yes, everything that happened to you was terrible. But black people around the world have been exploited and been put into slavery mm-hmm. and around the world, not just here. There's a big Afro-Colombian, I mean Afro-Brazilian population that are African in Brazil that try to connect to Africa. Mm-hmm. Here in America, we never understood why black people didn't go seek back home. You could have always went to find it. You didn't need, I felt like we didn't need a movie to go wanted to go find it because you know this country never showed you that it loved you so why not go look for the place that you knew right. but that's for me that's for me but I'm happy that it started I'm happy that it started but you know the 90s it happened and then it died because when Public Enemy was doing doing it Queen Latifah was doing it mm-hmm. um, Rakim was doing it or, um, Tennessee um, was doing it like the rest of development. Rest, rest development like there was a big thing when people were all in the African culture People were wearing the big African chains and they were wearing the unks and they were dressed in the daishikis in the 90s. It's not, we only, what, 20 plus years since that movement. So it could be a fashion thing then. Because fashion is separate. So here we go. It's been 25, 20, almost 25 years came since that around. movement. Came back around. Came back around. And I that's think, my fear. I think the internet is the, the accessibility to real, to tangible information. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, is if if it does continue, that'll be the you know the driving force exactly behind what it. To say, yeah, you know what I mean. I think that makes it more most more likely to be sustained, and um and that and just it seems like the black people for the most part are fed up with a lot of stuff. Like hopefully, <laughs> I know it's about time. Man. It's about time, man. As soon as that sounds, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Years later, you know? <laughs> like, it feels like even on an extreme side. Like, SCP two time, man. Like, right, like, right. Like, right. Like, you just well, I like, yeah, <laughs> 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 gotta do it in a SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you doing Morgan Freeman or something. <laughs> so this, some of it's like a little fake outrage. So some black people doing too much, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I think so. Too easy to jump the gun as soon mm-hmm. as white person says black, it's like, oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? They just go crazy. But I think that's kind of. That's where you get to get the balance from because it was too far that way, you know, too far people not caring at all. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you got to be too far. I care too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like, out yeah. in the middle somewhere. Yeah. It's like, okay, we can enjoy black, white people's company, but still. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So. Got to be T'Challa, not your Killmonger. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a balance. I think. We both. Um, I don't know. There's a book by W. Du Bois called Soul of Black Folks. And it talks about dual consciousness. And to be an intellectual black person, you have to code switch. You have to know. Yeah. Who you yeah. <laughs> My girl Jill is black and made a dope ass video about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jill. 
Y'all listen to Jealous Black or watch Jealous Black? Mm, no. She's terrible. She's not terrible. But she do be extreme sometimes. <laughs> she's on she's an Instagram like kind of famous. She just had like a debate. I wish they recorded it. She had a debate with Lupe Fiasco uh. and on Chicago. I I heard it was really good. And um she's a perfect example. Like sometimes she'd be on point. It's like, yeah, black as a black person in America, you do have to have that dual personality. You have to. Uh, you gotta switch on and off. White people ain't never gotta worry about that. They, they be don't. themselves all the time. They right. can. You know what I'm saying? And, um, until they find themselves in a hostile black environment, <laughs> and then they you know, they don't know what to do. I love Drake. <laughs> they, they find their comfort places. Oh man, you just looking like um, looking like uh, my homeboy Greg. Oh, that's exactly what I was about to say. Funniest, <laughs> bro. So we was having a great time, right? Homeboy Greg. Having a great time. We taught him how to play spades. Oh, everything. Look at Greg. He didn't well, it was good. It was good. Oh, night was going to preface it. He was already nervous about coming to yeah, the Yeah, he was evening. nervous. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, oh, give me the set. Give me the, give, set the yeah, scene. Set, me. set me the scene. All right. So it's what? About 10 black people. Greg. One white guy. Okay. One white guy. Nerdy white boy. Huh. Just, you nah, know, we in the house, play video games. Kind of keep to himself. Oh, okay. Like, blackity black? Or are we talking about, like... No, Greg is white. No, I'm talking about, about like, the oh, black people The setting is blackity black. Like, it's a Vista Ratchet. Yeah, it's a Vista Ratchet. We'll be debating politics over trap music. Like, okay. Okay, got you. Perfect. We've been having a great okay. night. Taught him how to play spades. We probably what about two, three games in. He done learned how to bid, all kinds of shit. He right. set... I think they set the other team. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they set him everything. He's feeling good about himself. Well, Greg threw out a damn heart. Reneged? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers got the yelling in there? <laughs> he said. <laughs> Bro, I just remember his eyes looking at us like, can y'all help me? <laughs> y'all come? Y'all, y'all brought me. Bro. <laughs> they was like, oh, hell no, he reneged. He reneged. And that's it, man. He didn't even know what to do. Bro, <laughs> like, I remember him asking, like, what happened? Like, <laughs> He was like, guys, we didn't run through any of this. Yeah. Yeah. He was so scared. This he ain't playing no more for us. Bro, he was like, why is everybody yelling? He was like, it's just space, man. We're and just he... having fun. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> so scared, fam. He, understand. he ain't been back yet. Yeah, he ain't understand the culture like that. So. <laughs> he ain't been back yet. <laughs> Greg, where you at, man? It's going to be okay. Greg's our most loyal listener, too. Like, yeah, he, he really so live. He was here, like, every episode. So. Shout out to Greg. Yeah, shout out to Greg, man. <laughs> Don't give up on Spades, man. Don't. Yeah, man, come at this. Hey, he, he, was, he actually got good at it pretty quick. Get yeah. back on the table, Greg. <laughs> it's going to be like that in any situation for all those um, non-POCs. Uh, you know, Domino's gets real. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Uno. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That, Uno. That's that shit's real. Yeah. Yeah. Extra as the rules we be having. Like, <laughs> I can, I'm only just warning people like if you've never played dominoes with you know true old heads or like somebody from the islands because it gets very like you bang your thing down on the table and it gets the whole the whole the table, whole t- 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 yeah the whole table shakes you feel like God just struck a lightning bolt and it's gonna be some curse words and you know somebody might talk about your mama but look <laughs> you know it ain't true bro. yeah. Between, you know. hey, they don't like you if they don't talk about you. Exactly. Yeah, that's, what, yeah. hey, that's true. They don't. Exactly. They don't really know you if they ain't exactly. talking about you. Right. Space and complete silence. Like, yeah. Then there's no friends there. Get, get off the table. They're yeah. About to rob you in a second. Yeah. That was it. But um, to wrap up this Black Panther thing, uh, I thought Black Panther was excellent. Da 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 da. I still think it's the second best Marvel movie. Unfortunately, oh, first Ooh, first one is Captain America: Winter Soldier. 
That shit is beautiful. What? You didn't even like Civil War. No, Civil War is trash compared to Winter Soldier. No. I would agree. Bro, Winter Soldier is good. I don't know. I was going to say Avengers or something. I'll say Civil War. I'll put Civil War before Winter Soldier. That's what I would do. Go watch Winter Soldier again. All right. That shit got so many layers. I have a question. I don't know. It's cool. I don't know Old Man Logan. Or Logan, what is that a Marvel movie? It is a uh, Marvel, but it's not MCU. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a part of the universe. All right, yeah. and we just talking about that Marvel movie. That's like, good as fuck. Then that one right there, <laughs> Logan. Logan, Logan from the gate is a great like. Come on, no man. When they finally like they finally like Wolverine be Wolverine like so yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. In the chest and then just falling down. Yeah, oh, chopping Mexican arms off. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had to ask that question. Like I don't, I don't want to Black Panther. In, in my non-biased opinion, is a great movie. I love it. But, oh man, Logan, that Logan movie. I don't know. Yo, what you had... You, you don't know. You had the... Per, like, Professor Xavier is <coughs> the... It was the, it's the strongest movie because of his mind. And has dementia. I was shitting his pants, man. Yeah, like Professor X. And it's like, I think that movie gave so much more depth to mutants. And to say that, yeah, you are a mutant, you do transcend these laws mm-hmm. of physics and reality, you know, but you are still human. So, Professor X to have dementia, for Logan to be dying of the antiantrum in his body, regardless of his ability to heal, and that is what's killing him. I just think it gave so much more complexity and so much depth that you're not just a mutant superhero, but you are a mutant who is a human, too. And you got human problems. Right. And that made it so real, the human problems that they were going through. Logan is an alcoholic, depressive, closed off, absentee father. Wow. <laughs> In his defense. <laughs> he didn't he, know. He, 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 know, he didn't know about his baby. Hey, a, lot of, a lot of people be like, I ain't know, bro. She ain't run the test. No, so. <laughs> no child support. You asked me. You got hands and feet, but I, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know no. I don't know no Mexican. You know, Mari like going to the back. <laughs> Love trust me. Oh, hola. Said <laughs> <laughs> so he had cloth coat. I had to be. <laughs> I don't know man. that. That's that's too Spanish, bro. I don't even speak Spanish. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, you Portuguese? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but that's just for me. Like, if we talk about act like superhero movies, like that movie for me was emotional I grew up on Wolverine and I you know it's probably just more of an emotional connection to Definitely. the character to watch Wolverine die yeah is crazy and the way he went out fam. Yeah. Like, you knew he was gonna die yeah. like, he was like just give me all the power give it to me yeah, let me go in circle <laughs> mode over here exactly was going so, to the woods he seems to <laughs> so maybe he still we, got his ass beat at the end though. He, he did, he, you know. But it was for the kids. It was for the kids. It was for the kids. So that's like that much more than you did Black Panther. Not much more. Whoa, it sounds like hey, Jesus. Hold up now. I don't do that, man. Real passion. Real passion. Like, like Jesus. That. Much better. Don't do that, brother. Look, I just I resonate with the character, man. Because I, I don't know the black. I know the Black Panther, and I. like I love it. I love the movie. Maybe they give me another two. Then I might feel the same type of way if I get more emotional connection to the characters mm-hmm. outside of Kill Because when Killmonger died, yo, you can bury me in the ocean. That's those gangster one. With my ancestors. Because they knew. Then we did like a collective like, mm. Like, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that movie. You got that too? Yeah, I saw that. It was me and my, and my <laughs> wife friend. 
And she was sitting there and she was just like, okay, in, in it. And in that part, I can. I was just like, yeah, you say that. I had to because I didn't My know what to jump from the ship. People scared. Oh, jeez. I was they're feeling powered. They about to revolt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that's the white people right now. Power oh, jeez. Oh, man. So, what number. Well, I don't know if you can count Logan because it's like it's not MCU, but what number of uh, a ranking level is Black Panther? Right? I think you got to stand by itself, man. I think that was a cultural moment for mm-hmm. people who might not have been even the slightest engaged interested in, in comics. Yeah, yeah. it stands by. It's like to rank it with other things that have just a longer longevity and more history mm-hmm. and more like mass appeal. Everybody grew up, even if you didn't give a hell, like a shit about comics, you knew who Captain America is. Like, you couldn't avoid that. You don't have to care about Captain America. You know about Spider-Man. Like, these yeah. characters have been in our face for so long. Man. So, for this Black Panther to come, finally, you got to put it by itself and let it have its own pedestal and not even... I, that's why I don't... That's why, I like, we got to rank it. I don't want to. It's it's by itself in its own special category because... The it's, nerd kingdom would probably disagree with you and be yeah. like... Because, you know, Black Panther, has, Black Panther has been around forever as well, but... They were probably going to put all together. I feel you. Yeah, it's, it's been around forever, but it ain't got no mainstream push, no money, no, no hype. Right. Like, you know, I hope it make all the money it can with merchandise and all that merchandise that stays around forever. Sure. Absolutely. You know, but black kids was dressing up as Black Panther for Halloween. I didn't even know you could get a Black Panther Halloween costume. <laughs> but guess what's going to be the number one costume coming up this year? Oh, you already know. You're going to see oh. 100 and like, hopefully 100 million little black boys dressed up as either you gonna see at least Martin. 20 million white boys doing it too I hope so I know right <laughs> 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 exactly I oh, you so. gotta get the kill markers yeah. yeah man so I'm going to kill them for uh, somebody asked me that I was actually walking with my hair down before I came and a little white boy was like you look like uh a guy <laughs> Go ahead. Who I look like? And then his mom, we just saw Black Panther. <laughs> and I was like, God damn right now, kill mom, get the shit out of both of y'all. <laughs> Thank you for coming about that. <laughs> and he said that, and I and I ain't even, I wasn't even mad. You know, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, Thank you. You know, but that has to happen. Like now, they have to see these characters, these little white boys, whatever these ages are. Like I'm just gonna throw an age from. He probably was eight. So now you got this eight to maybe eighteen demographic, and depending on their exposure to black people, if they have any, then it's one thing. But if they don't, and they see these characters, mm-hmm. and they can resonate with these characters, now we no longer have this situation where they can't. Oh, there's a, they, like they only used to seeing the thug rappers, this, that, and the other. Now you have a whole nother representation of black people. Right. That if I never meet a black person and I saw the Black Panther, I know that black people can be like that. They're smart. Yeah. So just because you see a black man like me walking down the street with colored dreadlocks, mm-hmm. swoop to the side, I might not be, you know, I might not be there to rob you or hurt you or kill mm-hmm. you. You know, I could just be on my own mission trying to do something else. But now they got there's a positive spin to it. There's a different kind of spin to it, which I think is important. That's why that movie is important. It is. And I'm not for catering to people's ignorance as far as art goes. Mm-hmm. I don't like the like like if I want to write a story about gang gangsters who are black and yeah. just like thugs and shit like that, I should be able to do that and not have to cater to your ignorance. True. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. yeah, we do need more positive representation. Yeah. Like for both for, for both parties. And I think that's why it's important, but you know 
the movie is important, but there, is, there was already heroes. There were already everyday heroes mm -hmm. that we could have uh, put in front of little black girls and boys sure. and, and turned them into superheroes that we wanted to. There were already heroes that mm -hmm. existed right. that got us this far <clears throat> as a people and as a culture who paved the way before this movie. And I think what we should do is, yes, we should highlight this movie and celebrate it for everything that it, for every dollar that it makes, it should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. For every positive um, spin and front that they put out there, is whether it's for black women and being strong and being intelligent and embracing their blackness and their color, for black men, for us to be articulate and to be strong and to want to be kings like T'Challa or to be revolutionaries mm -hmm. like Kiermonger, like... Yeah. To embrace all that, but not to take away from the people that were there, that were that already did it, that lost their lives, that sacrificed for these people to be these people who they are. Like there are were already heroes, and that was just my whole thing when it came out. I was just like, there are already heroes. Like I grew up already knowing about Stokely Carmichael. I grew up already knowing about Marcus Garvey. I grew up already knowing about W. Dubois. Like how do I know this as a Haitian immigrant? And people here. Are looking at me when I talk about Stokely Carmichael like I'm crazy right. like yeah. I'm black and I'm proud that's Stokely Carmichael that was a British that was an African British person that came to America in the 60s and said that and they had to kick him out right, right. <laughs> you know FBI, yeah, <laughs> FBI. I know. so but nah that's, that was that was for me this movie stands by itself it's perfect it's gonna be on BET in a couple years, and they're gonna show yeah, it every day. All day. <laughs> Am I becoming? I don't think you got that much cursing in it, so it shouldn't be. It, shouldn't, it, got, it said shit two times. Motherfucker! <laughs> Did they curse it out? Like it was on the Killmonger. He, he cursed oh, the time. Yeah. Oh, he was the only person that cursed. Yeah, he said, um, "Burn all that shit." Yeah. Yeah. And um, he said shit another time. I forgot what. It was. Oh, that was it's gonna be spit on BET. Burn all that spit. Yeah. <laughs> So goofy when burn all that. They just gonna say burn all that. Burn all that. <laughs> yeah, we still be moving. <laughs> um, all right, we should pop them on because we got like about fifty minutes left, but less than that, really. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so another thing we want to talk about: self confidence in today's age. Um, especially you know people around our age, social media is kind of all in your face. You know, you're constantly comparing yourself against another person or. Mm -hmm. This person's internet representation of themselves, Weird. you know. So, uh, and we, you know, kind of touched on it in the in the group chat or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, with people lacking in self confidence nowadays, you know, kind of what are y'all's best practices for self confidence? Yeah, self confidence and things like that. Ah, well, for me, I think, and this backstory, <clears throat> I think is important. It's like you know, I understand for like. We're all dark skinned and men. For the most part, you know the no, 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 no. Red bone, he, he caramel. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> nah, burnt. Well, for, for the rest of us, mahogany. Us brothers of the people, mahogany. Me and you, and Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, no, man, no, 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 man. no, 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 no. Man, just, Look at me, look at me, look at me. Turn the mic this way. It's like, it's like daylight and <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> nah, but for me, you know, I had to, coming from Haiti and then living in America and then being told about what my blackness was, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't celebrated. And so I had to look for my heroes. That's why I had to shout out Wesley Snipes earlier because Wesley Snipes was the coolest black man that I had ever saw at that point in America. Like, I grew up, my, my influence has been I come here and then it's like, where's the positive, dark-skinned, black representation somebody that's black like right, me right. it was Wesley Snipes for me 
it was Nino Brown, you know, <laughs> it was you know Romel when he was Sugar Sugar Hill. Like that was my hero, and I always wanted to embody that. So I always tried. For me, my whole thing is like I look in the mirror and I tell myself, "Look, an elephant don't apologize to an ant," and I gotta build myself up. And that's my self confidence tip to anybody. It's like you gotta love yourself. And I know it sounds cheesy, but. It's like the best place to roll, huh? It's the only place that you're going to get it because everybody else is trying to get it from everybody else. And if you get it from yourself first, if you get it from one other person, then guess what? Now you know you're not by yourself and not feeling about how you feel about yourself. Because somebody else said it. If you say it to yourself and you get three compliments, that's four people. You <laughs> got yourself, <laughs> goddamn it. You better right. double like your picture. <laughs> Listen, absolutely. Hype yourself, bro. Like, absolutely. Hype yourself. And that's, and that's for me. It's like, talk. I talk myself up. I believe in myself to a point where it's like, I love me. I like me. And if other people like me, that is enough. If one more other person likes me, then that is enough because I like me and I can do with me. And like like you said earlier about running, I say run my own race. If I run my own race, I'm always in first place. And that's my two things on being black as hell and, <laughs> and knowing that and then having flaws, but embracing my flaws and embracing my blackness and calling myself an elephant and I'm laughing at everybody else. Because elephants don't apologize to ants when they step on them. And I walk my life like that. I walk big. I walk with my head up. Because everybody that's not on my positive consciousness, everybody that's not on my forward movement, you an ant. <laughs> ants out here. Ants. And it's okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't even see that I stepped on you. I'm an elephant, baby. Like, I can't see you. And I think that's, I think that's the way that it has to go. Because... Everything else is going to tell you why you're not perfect. Mm. Everything is going to tell you why you're All not perfect. All constantly, bro. That's deep. Everything it's like, deep. like right. there's no way. You, you lift weights, you get in your body, but then they got a hundred million other things that's going to tell you. I'm ain't. telling you. <laughs> social media, is, I feel like it's almost seems like it's just built to tell you what's wrong with you yeah, today. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like it is. Yes. And it, But if you don't have no self-love and no self-awareness right. to say that this is the best me I can do, <clears throat> I don't want to get up and do uh, pre-workout shakes. <laughs> And do X, Y, and Z. I don't want to do it. That's not what I am. But I'm going to do the best that I can do to be the best that I can be. I. I'm not trying to be the best them or the best him. I'm trying to be the best me. And if this is my best capacity of, you know, fitness level and dieting and and, and um, swag, then this is the best level I got. But <laughs> I'm going to celebrate it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and it's gonna make it easier for me to just be happy with me instead of like looking outward and being like, damn, I want to be like this person. I want to be like that person. I don't know they drive. Yeah. I don't know they budget. But <laughs> mm. I know my drive and my budget. <clears throat> this is what my drive and my budget produces. Right. So this is how happy I'm going to be with it. And I'm gonna own it. And I think it's ownership of self. But that's just me. How did you get to that point? Did you or did you ever struggle with this? Yeah. Oh man, I. Tch. The younger version of myself was so distraught, was so turned around about um, just what it meant to be young and black. And growing up in a Haitian house, you know, my mom and all my, it's very supportive. There's a lot of women. And it's like, I, I got taught, you know, we are the collection of the hands that touch us. Everybody that has done something positive to you is part of that molding process. And the negative ones too. But for me, I always looked at the positive that my aunties or my or like a old, the older women in my life told me. And if they called me beautiful and they told me I was handsome and they lived this much life and I consider them to be beautiful women, then I'm going to have to trust that opinion. So, like, I just always resonated on the women who loved me when I had nothing. And if they tell me all the good things about me 
Then the, any woman I meet on the street that don't know me like they know me, you can't tell me nothing about me. Because Betty didn't tell me everything I needed to know. Victoria didn't tell me everything I needed to know. Greta, Kim, these are my aunts. Um, these women in my life who seen me grow up, they have told me everything beautiful about me. So I trust that. I trust those opinions. So that's how I, I work through it. But I play sports. Luckily for me, I play sports. And sports help me get my confidence uh, and find confidence in myself and that was a good thing. So I'm always about telling people, find teams. You know, team activities are necessary. They help you build community and they give you other people that love you. And I think that's kind of the, I think for me that's the survival technique is if you are struggling with self-love, then find people who love you. Find a community of people who celebrate you and then trust that. Trust the people who you're not paying. It's not like you're giving your friends money to tell you something nice. So if somebody that you call your friends tells you something nice about yourself, why not trust that? Right. Like that's how that's how I, I trust the people in my circle. I trust my aunties. I trust my sister. You know, I trust you know, and even her friend. Like you just gotta trust the people that surround you that you don't own nothing to, that don't gotta say nothing nice. And if these people are saying nice things about you, you gotta believe that. So that's how I got through my adjustment period of growing up black as hell in America and then Haitian and then having all that come at me because I was already indoctrinated in the home mm-hmm. that I'm beautiful to be that. <clears throat> Put all that on the t-shirt. Or you can just come check me out at the Art Star Center. <laughs> <laughs> we supposed to do the Black Business shout out at the end but it ain't gonna be necessary. <laughs> Did you want to go next, um, Xavier? Yeah, yeah. So, self-confidence with me. Uh, touch off with six said, uh, I joined the team, I started playing football middle school. Because, uh-huh. uh, like I said, I grew up in the low country. And moving to Columbia, was kind of, it, was a, it was a culture shock for me. Because people in Columbia act way differently than, you know, Gullah. Geechee people do and Jamaican people. I love them. And it's like a dim, it's just like a different vibe. So I was really, I was behind. I felt like compared to everybody else mm-hmm. in Columbia, and it caused me to have some, you know, some some issues with confidence in myself. Made me kind of reserved and shy. So, you know, I started playing football, and even while I was playing football, making a lot of friends, I still was concerned with what everybody else was saying or mm-hmm. what everybody else was doing or what everybody else was wearing. And honestly, to anyone listening to this podcast right now, I'll say, and I, it's still some. I think we all still on a daily basis. We're still, you know, we we have to boost ourselves. Like yeah. you say, you got to boost ourselves up. So every day is going to be. Right. I won't say it's a struggle, but you got to remind yourself to be confident yeah. in yourself. Facts. Um, my thing that helped me out with getting that self confidence, and again, I'm still working on it. I'm not perfect. Whatever causes you the most anxiety, you need to just do it. Whether it comes out terrible or not, or yeah. people rock with you, right, right. as long as you do it, you you did it. You did it. And, yeah. no, and no one can ever no, say something like, so like for right. instance, uh, my YouTube channel, XAYSEN, Zay Season. Uh, <laughs> for that plug, one more time. One more time. Like for instance, I've been, I've been wanting to do a YouTube channel for the longest. Mm. But I, I was always like, what? People that know me, you know, from work or from school, what are they gonna say me. when this is a side of me they never they never heard of yeah. before? But this is all thoughts I have in my head that I you know I might 
I might talk to my sister or my brother or like my girlfriend or something about it. Shouts out to Danielle. One time for the one time. <laughs> so she don't yell at me for not saying nothing about it. But, uh. <laughs> but, you know, it was a constant battle in myself that I knew I had a voice. I've had people tell me, teachers, uh, professors tell me, like, you got a beautiful voice and you need to let that, you know, let it out to the world. But I was like, man, I don't know if people want to hear what I got to say or what people that know me going to think or what my family going to think when, you know, I'm speaking my own mind. And then, honestly, in November, one day, I was, in November of 2017, I was like, I'm going to do it. And I started my YouTube channel. All right. And people rocking with it. There's, there's like a hundred, there's a hundred people subscribed to me that, you know, Didn't three know. months in, yeah. that rocking with what I say and they enjoy what I'm saying and I'm entertaining them. Maybe I'm motivating them to, plenty of people come up to me and say, hey, you, you doing it gave me inspiration and confidence in myself to want to go do the same thing. And I think with self-confidence, if you can be confident in yourself, it's infectious. It You'll is. be able to spread that, is, that energy and those good vibes to other people. Mm-hmm. And that just makes the world a better place. I mean, when I first saw your video, I think, um, was it on Instagram? Was it on Instagram? Or, I, can't remember. I think it was on Instagram when I first saw one of your videos. And we already knew you was good people to begin with. Like, we've been hanging out for a minute. We used to work at Slaves Club together. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> That's the greatest job of all time. Shout out to Walmart. Fuck Sam Walton. Um, <laughs> And I was like, you was already good people or whatever like that. So when I first saw you do the video, I was like, okay, is they doing some shit? That's what, what's the thing going on. And then you just, just speaking positive shit, um, you see so many people. I think everybody's on the whole skit bandwagon right now. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could call it divine bandwagon, mm-hmm. which is cool. I ain't got no problems with it, but it's very rare that you see somebody just just trying to say an uplifting message, just like a, a minute or so message, just to be like, hey, right. how's your day going? Like, you need it. Here's some shit. Take this. You know, fill yourself up. And continue with your day, you know what I'm saying? That's just something. Right, because we see everything else on Instagram or Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter. We will see ass all the time, but you ain't seen nobody really saying, hey, (laughs) today might be bad for you, but tomorrow going to be better for you. You know what I mean? And that's that's at least what I'm trying to put out there. And I know all four of us, that's what we're doing with our our platforms, using our voices. That's very dope, man. So, what inspired? Just off on a side note, the the do rag talk. Where did you come up with the concept for the do rag talk? So, I was going to work and I had my do rag on, and it was that <laughs> simple for the do rag part. <laughs> <laughs> it was that simple for the do rag part. I woke up and was late. My waves ain't. This is when I first started doing the dress too, man. So you know, my shit's looked a little rough. Had to let them lay down. Don't stick, like rough patch. Sticking up all over the place. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it does that. But the do rag talks, man. Um, and we talked about it again over the, before the podcast was how many black men. You might see older black men doing it, but how many people our age are really out here talking about emotions? Right. Not right. named Drake. Dope. Yeah, not Drake. And people and people roast Drake for talking about his emotions. They call him sensitive. Mm-hmm. Roast Drake. You talk about his emotions, then he call you bitch in the next sentence. Exactly. Until you drop back off in the project. <laughs> Bro, he's, he's a complicated human being. God's he's plan. Dirt bag. God, God's plan. But it's just like, <laughs> let's be real. You know what I mean? Like Donald Glover said the best. Charles Gambino. He said, you go online and you see people's best life. You don't see when somebody's having a bad day yeah. or somebody's mom died or, you know, somebody lost their job. Nobody's going to talk about that. 
Right. And then when then when people get to that situation in their lives, they don't know how to handle it because they've never been conditioned to do that. Especially in the African American community, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like uh, you know non POCs and even some people of color. They have those conversations. It's okay to go see a therapist because you need to see. We all need to see a therapist. Some we all go through some in our lives that yeah. it's hard for us to do. And I think you know, black people, we try to we do that with the church a lot as a therapist, which is nothing wrong with it at all. That's perfectly fine. But sometimes you know, it'd be people at the church telling you you just got to pray on it. But sometimes you need to do a little bit more than pray. I on just, it. You know, that was I always I've never gotten that. That's why I, I keep going. I hate when people say you just pray on it, baby. Like. Nah, that's that just minimum effort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, praying on is me out loud admitting my problem, but I need one more level to get past exactly. this problem outside like, of just admitting I have one. Exactly. It's like, it's, oh, you got to work on it. Like, because like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, like nothing's wrong with praying on because I pray every morning. I got a prayer I say every day before I wake up. Or when I wake up, I was excuse saying, me. Oh, skill. You said praying in the street. I mean, but, I mean, but, I mean, but even the Bible tells you, what is it? Faith without works is dead, right? Yeah, faith, yeah, faith without works is dead. Right? Right? Even the Bible tells yeah, you this. God helps those who love themselves. Like, and it's all about community. Again, it's all about black, back to Black Panther. It's all about that community. Like, Ooh, that you, C word. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not rocking with your community, and if your neighbor can't help you out, if you're not going to help your neighbor, then you fuck. Mm. I agree with you. Know, you out there, you just trying right. to figure it out, right? So talk about your emotions because that helps boost your self confidence. You could talk to somebody about how you feel. Mm-hmm. What can know. what can hurt you? If and, you're being real, and that's what like for my for me and the ugly truth. That was what kind of inspired me to do it. Was you know I was this black figure <clears throat> in this big white situation, and everything that I said came off like real passionate, real angry, and they're less like. Six, are you what are, what are you mad about? <laughs> and at that point I never was asked what was I mad about. Nobody really asked me what I was mad about. Nobody no one asked me why I didn't smile a lot. Nobody asked me these questions right. on my makeup. They just assumed this was part of what I was and then nobody questioned it. And then I get into a different situation and people are becoming more invested in my emotional state. And they're like, Six, you alright? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I ain't all right. Let me tell you what the problem is. Yeah, that well, that's how you close it. That's how you that's close it. it. Yeah, right. But now I started to like embrace my emotional side of what I was angry about, what was keeping me from smiling, what was hiding my smile from the world, and then I started smiling more, and that made people want to come in more. Oh, the, yeah. the more happier I became, the more like. The more I loosened up and I didn't have this big wall of I'm tough and, and I gotta come on, I gotta walk around with this mean mug and I gotta just I gotta attack the world with a mean face. Mm-hmm. I lost that. And the moment I lost that facade, everything came my way. The moment I started smiling at the world, the world started smiling back at me. Absolutely. And like that is a fact. The ugly truth is very tough to deal with. It's political, social issues, it's dealing with a whole range of topics. But during the lectures, I talk about the aspects of what makes the world move forward. And that is us coming together. That's embracing each other, white, black, and everything in the middle. Mm-hmm. But we got to start smiling and hugging and being honest that we can all be friends if we try hard enough. The black on the outside, the white on the outside is not a choice. We didn't choose mm-hmm. the color of our skin. Mm-hmm. But the character in which we live, the way we see the world... We can always resonate that. We can find people that think like us and want the same thing like us regardless of complexion and skin color. So I wanted to get past the color of the skin and get to the root of the person. 
because smiling was the thing that helped me do that. People love me. They be like, oh, we love Six. He's always smiling. <laughs> and my uncle told me that. He said, when you want to cry, that's when you laugh. And when you want the most pain, that's when you smile. Because the world, at some point, don't care about those problems. So if you want to be a, a messenger, a changer, you want to bring a, a person that brings people together, then you might have to wear the facade of always happy. But when you get these people close to you, then that's when you take off the mask and you can be sad. And you'll be surprised these people are going to give you all the hugs and the best pep talks because they always seen you do it. So I let that, I let it go. I let it go. I let that mean muggy and I got to be tough go. And I walk around smiling. I'm happy. Like, I'm not incarcerated. I'm not poor. You know, I'm struggling like everybody else in this world. But I wake up and I know people love me. I know that when I walk down the street and I'm smiling, I'm producing positive energy and I'm affecting somebody's day because I'm taking the time to smile and to talk to other people of color on the street, which I don't understand why we don't do. Because I be saying what's up to brothers on the street. All the time. Yeah, I, I try and do that too. Right. Well, I, I was there. Majority of the time, I feel that black connection. I don't know if y'all you know that unspoken like mm-hmm. yeah. when I'm walking around campus and I see like the uh, <clears throat> uh, landscapers mm-hmm. and I walk past, hey, what's up, bro? Hey, what's good? And you start dabbing up and you just start talking and you don't even know this man. Like, right. Which is cool. See, nobody. I want to know what the age demographic is with this. This is usually older, I would say it's usually older men. I think with, um, with the younger men, this might be. It might have him more so like kickbacks or something like that. Mm-hmm. People ain't usually yeah. like going out of their way on the street, you know what I'm saying? But well, as far as what I'm talking about now, yeah, definitely the older generation. Yeah, see, so, and yeah. that was just I don't know that that baffles me. But I'm a big happy person, you know. I smile at everybody. The world, the world got to show me and hate me right. before I wake up and just be mad at it all the time. Like mm-hmm. you got to give me something to hate first. That's what I'm saying because I'm alive. Everything is okay in the land of the living. <laughs> right. Quick question. What um, I saw, the, well, obviously six thing, but I was going through your Instagram mm-hmm. and you got a real deep connection with the number six. What's yeah. that about? Oh man! So my full name is Demetrius Sergio Nesta the Six. And I'm six. Yeah. Okay. Six. I thought I was doing something with the third. Yeah. <laughs> and then I grew up on 146th Street on Sixth Avenue. In Lil, in Lil Haiti, downtown Miami. That's where I'm from. North Miami stand-up. Um, so you got all those sixes coming in. But then when I got deeper into my spirituality, um, if you ever see any pictures of Buddha, you see Buddha throwing up like these like symbols like that. He's throwing up a six under his navel, and he throws a six up over his heart. The six is reincarnation. Seven is resurrection, but six is reincarnation. That is the energy that continues to change and to develop itself. And then resurrection is the energy that manifests itself. That's seven. So I chose six because I felt like it was a lot of points in my life where I constantly had to change. Like I had to stay on the top of my change. Coming from Haiti, living in America, I had to change. Then becoming an American, living as a Haitian, I had to change. Then going to college as an athlete and then losing my ability to run like I did when I broke my leg. And then I had to change then. Then I had to become a scholar and then fall into that. And then I was a black scholar and then I went from there to being around the white people so now I'm a black white scholar like I constantly had mm-hmm. to change myself and six has always been something that tells me that I can reincarnate myself in any kind of way I can wake up today and want to be whoever and if I go to sleep with that mindset that tomorrow I can change myself and it starts in my mental then I can do it so that's what six is always I love six like people are scared of it okay. and, you know they say it's the mark of the beast which 
I don't see nothing wrong with being a beast in this world. <laughs> I don't. Like right. we we always we always praise the winner. We we in this society we praise the winner. We praise the person that gets it done by any means necessary. We love the person that says they're number one. You can be a beast on the basketball court. You can be a beast on the football field. You can be a beast in any walk of life. But if you want to be a beast in your personal life, it's a problem. I don't sympathize with that. No. <laughs> I don't sympathize with that. Not at all. Not so I'm going to be a beast. So That's very dope, man. That's where the six come from. Shouts out to Drake, though, too, man. So yeah, see. Shouts out to Drake Six guy. Oh. No, he got that from Haitians. Yeah. <laughs> Cause oh six, yeah, you know he been on the yeah, phone. Like, he's turning Jamaican and yeah, and yeah, and like nah, that's it. If you're from the six, you go down to West Palm Beach. Ooh. You start from West Palm Beach, Ooh. from Sixco, Sixth Street, and you go all the way down to where we live at, down in Little Haiti, and there's Sixth Street, Sixth Avenue, Freedom Town. When you get off the boat, you get off the boat on Sixth Street. That's where the six is at. Hey, you need to drop one. Of, you need to drop one of clues bombs. Right? <laughs> we need to get one of clues bombs. Yeah, we need to get clues bombs. <laughs> the six, they got a lot going on with six, and they ain't got nothing to do with Canada. So when he was like, he shots fired. Yeah, hey, he, but he want to be down there. Why you think he was down there? Like, I'm just saying, it was a reason why he wants to be ingrained into that into that culture, giving him money. Yeah, there's a reason why. So trying money. to buy his way in. You can do. <laughs> he give me fifty grand. I need, hey, hey, hey! Come hey, on, drink. I got an OVO tattoo right here on my arm, boy. It's an owl. We ain't gonna put OVO on the thing. I don't mind. It's cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's cute. You got your answer, man. Yeah, man. Um, kind of like kind of what he was talking about, man. Um, you know, my journey with self confidence is, you know, it was just me. I guess kind of had a lot to do with fitting in certain places. Mm-hmm. You know, I. Uh, I grew up in downtown Columbia, nice community, um, Elmwood Park, houses expensive, whatever. And uh, shut up, I didn't mean. <laughs> um, but no, I check the tag. <laughs> no, nah, man, I just grew up, you know, in a in a good place, and uh, so I went to private schools, you know. Uh, well, I did for elementary and beginning to middle. And you know, in elementary school, you don't really see color, you know. <clears throat> Everybody's just living, having fun amongst themselves. But it was like when I got to middle school, it was a culture shock because, you know, you got different kids coming from different places, and it was predominantly white, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, I was trying to fit in real hard there because that was the first time I think it was obvious to me that I was, I guess, kind of an outsider, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so did a bunch of crazy shit there. We ain't gonna get into it, but I, <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things that just constantly, kind of just uh, weighed me down, not fitting in. So I went. I ended up getting kicked out of there. Oh, oh I did boy. get kicked out because I was just trying too hard to fit in. Like, damn, you're yeah. Killmonger. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, black and white, colonizer. Yeah. Okay, so let me tell you, right? What so, you say, snowflake? <laughs> So I was having a hard time fitting. I was getting half somebody's two white boys. Mm. So I don't know what. I bet you still remember their names. No, bro. One was Brad and the other one was something else. I don't remember. Of course, it was Brad. Yeah. <laughs> it was the other one was Tanner. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it was Dylan, but I don't remember. Oh, that sounds, that sounds good. Oh man. But anyways, it was how old was Dylan? Right. That started the whole flow of thing. Um. But yeah, man. So I was trying to do whatever fit in. 
Stole money from my mom, gave it away to school, bro. I was trying anything. What? Bro, like, you don't understand. <laughs> your mom's. Have you ever, like, I don't, I don't, you've never been in that situation. I was desperate, like, hella desperate. You still money from moms. And then, so, anyways, I was playing football or whatever. And they took my clothes. They took my clothes, bro. Uh. So, I got, I stole the golf cart and I tried to run them over. <laughs> and that's when I got kicked out of school. That's all right, motherfucker. <laughs> we ain't want you here in the first place. So, anyways, I, after that shit, I went to uh, middle school at I went to public school. That shit was a culture shock. <laughs> I went to I went to St. Andrews in District One. That's that shit is rough. Oh, St. Andrews <laughs> Middle School. Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah go, you're right. Yeah, so yeah. going from private school to that, it was just as much of a shock. It was like, oh, <laughs> it was like, oh, oh shit, oh, no. you speak extra proper. <laughs> <laughs> so I was getting in fights there, and I just had to learn, man, like. No matter where you go, you just got to be, you, like you said, true to yourself. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be all these other people, you know, with their ideas of what's right and mm-hmm. how somebody should act. But as long as you feel yourself, then that's all that really matters. Exactly. And it took me until I got to, like, eighth grade to figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. And it is an everyday struggle, you know what I mean? Because you do have social media and shit like that, and you see all these perfect people. Mm. That shit get aggravated. Mm. <laughs> it's so like a constant reminder that like you are not in the perfect place, or you don't have the perfect body, or this, that, and the third. You know, life what I mean? is not perfect. Your girl might not be my girl. Like, yeah, yeah I, it's just, I hear that. You know what I mean? So it was that that really helped me kind of get through it. Just trying to figure out who I really was and develop a, a friendship and get connected with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, to put all these. These things, or they told me these things that I needed to hear for so long, or I wasn't listening to them at one point or another, you know. To be young. Yeah, I know, right? Damn. Who are the key people that, when they said it, it actually resonated? Because, you know, when you were a kid. I ain't gonna lie, man, it was all the women in my family. Exactly. That's right. It was my aunts, man, because I got so many aunts. Like, I got six aunts on just my mom's side. And so, you know, they put all that love in you, and. It just feels good, man. It like, does, when, man. especially like when you're ready to receive. It's it. necessary. I yeah. tell you, I just had, and we gotta make this a podcast. I just had a debate with one of my, I call them my users. I do it and shit. Um, Carson had came to my building, mm-hmm. and um, I talked to her for a minute. And like, whenever we talk, we just be. She's your Lola poetry. Go look her up. She's an amazing poet. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we talk, we just be over the top and shit. So when she left. One of my homegirls was like, oh, "That's your girl." I was like, "No, that's my best friend. Like, best friend." <laughs> she must have ulterior motives. I was like, no, my mom, we just chill. And like, she's walking down. Men and women cannot. I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't know how valuable it is to be a man. You got homegirls yes. that will give you knowledge, energy, yes, time that give you their perspective. Unbi- you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yo, let's see. That's un- that's that uncomfortable masculinity that's that cannot be around a woman without saying that I have to dominate you and conquer you that's in true. order for me to feel like a man. And I grew up with a lot of sisters, and my sisters are like, D, let me tell you something. You can be a tiger, but the best, at the, be a shark. Sharks are opportunistic hunters. They don't kill for the sake of killing. They kill only when they have to. Hmm. So be in a group of women and be the most docile, gentle shark you can be. <laughs> so many jewels. And like and don't and that's why I don't get it. Like I have a lot of female friends too, brother, and I they give I get the same thing too when they just like brother you either gay or they don't or something. And I, I'm just like, I get I get it. They give me that. Yeah, I get that. Same here. 
just like, why I gotta be dick? Oh, cause you ain't trying to smash. I'm like, I smash it, it goes south. You think she gonna be able to look out for me? I'm gonna get these plates that I'm getting right now, brother. <laughs> I didn't call and ask for this meal. What the fuck? I ain't gotta make her back for this for this list of stick and she just dropped off cause she do it cause she my friend. Right. I have to do that. Mm. I don't have to do that. I have to complicate it with that. So I appreciate you like like saying that, you know, it's the female because it was the it was the yeah. women in my family too that just like kisses on the forehead and told me, yo, you too epic to fail. Don't let nobody tell you nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was my aunts and you know, I got yeah, my loudest cousins, bro. Ooh, yeah. so loud, bro. bro. I bet. That's so loud. I bet. I, just sitting around you long enough, I already know that. You come from something crazy over there. Bro, <laughs> oh, so loud. Man, what was that? Keep who, I forgot whose house we was at. We was playing um, Jenga. We was in this damn... The kitchen wasn't even that small, but it was in the smallest kitchen. Some of us got screaming so loud. I was like, yo, my head hurt. I'll go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's just they, they put all that good stuff in you. and um, Every time. You know... It was that, that, you know, the family and that and all. I guess when I got to adulthood, you know, you kind of hit another crossroads. True. Um, and I was struggling to where I didn't know if I liked myself mm. or if I was being a nice person or whatever. Mm. And it, it just came to the point where I was like, I like me. And it might not, you know, it might not be the person you want to see. Might you know you might want me to be nice or this that and the third, but I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable being an asshole sometimes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's just real. Like I mean, like not asshole in a bad way, but just it just mm-hmm. is what it is. Like if you just don't want to do some shit. Yeah, like, like I mean, sometimes you don't want to be an overly nice person and do something. Yeah, you don't want to do. do. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's called a fucking doormat. You know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so like the only thing I can really think of is like you know it's gonna be it's gonna be uh. Three people that like what you do, it's going to be three people that don't like what you're doing, four in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it is what it is. Man. Just live your best life. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's some old head downs right there. I'll tell you. That's Where it. your cigarette at? It's supposed to be hanging, <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be hanging from your lip right now. <laughs> <laughs> a Bud Light or some shit. With a Coke 45. Bush. <laughs> maybe, a co- maybe a Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. What about what you, Rose? Oh, man. Um, my self-confidence definitely... Comes from two major places. <clears throat> First and foremost is like by sitting down and planning, strategizing, building a product that I get to create by myself, mm-hmm. for myself, or for other people, but it's created by my hands mm-hmm. and I get to put it out and make money with it or just make somebody's life better with it. Mm-hmm. To know that that's from my hands, you know what I'm saying? When I published my first book, like it was a, it was a process. Um, it's very very difficult to pick what poem you want to be because if you're a poet just like any type of creative you're right you go through the whole cycle of damn I don't want to put this in there or that shit don't belong in there or you know what I'm saying Mm. you got I got notebooks from middle school you know what I'm saying I'm going through all the poems I wish to be in there and I had to boil it down to 20 poems and it's like you know what I'm saying so it was a process but going through that whole process of editing writing rewriting switching the order all that stuff like that but finally putting that product out into the world and not just putting it out there, but selling it and having a whole book signing for it. Um, having your best friends like Will get up and just talk to people about um, how much they, you know, just love your work or experience you as an artist their whole lives. You know what I'm saying? Me and Will know each other forever. It feels like um, just having that whole moment, having a room full of people I love that support my thing 
You know what I'm saying? That's just that's a double fuck, man. That'll boost your confidence and there's nothing else. True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not gonna lie. There's nothing real. else, man. Like, I think for us, when people, when we talk about the podcast and we get to talk about our topics and people are like, oh, word, yeah, share it with me, whatever like that. And sharing the podcast with people, for you, with your shows and stuff. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen you look on your face at the shows I've been to for yours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just being in the building when you're performing. Um, I mean, the last performance I was, it was the last Ugly Truth um, joint. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like so it was in the, it was, I forgot what room that is. It was in the, the space room. Space hall. Space hall. Fucking shit was dope as fuck. It was just dark and like the lights was just looking crazy. <laughs> I'm turning up and me and Tamika and um Sabrina was just going crazy. That's dope as fuck. I know when you put up the videos, I'm not sure how much of your family has come back with feedback and everything yet, but when people see your videos and I see you getting your views is increasing, I can see because you know you can see the little thing on the you on Instagram and shit. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You. you see that. <laughs> I remember when I went from 20 likes to 100 and something. Like, <laughs> bro, I was like, what did it do? Because you don't like to get out here. <laughs> you don't get caught up on social media shit. But when you see them like like steady increasing, like oh, steady, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're doing something, right? Yeah, so that was just like, because when you first started, you're going to get like a surge of like, oh, that's dope. And the niggas going to be like, you know. They're tired of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. But when you see that just constant like, I was like, okay, this shit is catching on. Mm-hmm. So that shit boosts my confidence more than anything. And I will say the second thing is, um, I don't like to, you know, rely on my self-confidence on other people, but when I give my audience or consumers something that they, they not only enjoy, but they need, um, somebody had made a dope-ass comment at my last show. Because um, the last Blue Note, I think you was, was there. there. Yeah, you was yeah. there. I don't know if you said it all the way to the end. I, I actually did a little one too. I did a little, I did the, uh, my Virgin Mary. Yeah, you did perform real quick. Oh my gosh, you're so. If you stayed towards it, which is a late show for a yeah. Tuesday, I get it. I understand. <laughs> you might want to leave late. If you got there until 12 o'clock in the morning, I'll be ready to go sometimes, but I'm having too much fun, so it'll be cool. But we had like an erotic poetry off. It happened. I was. You were still there? I saw it. I saw it. I didn't leave to the... I, I must have left that night, boy. Yeah, you was tired as fuck. You, had, oh. you left after the features, I think. They <laughs> talked about a lot of pussy licking. Nigga, it was all kind of pussy licking and cocks and yeah. cunts and balls. Eating, 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 <laughs> eating the children. <laughs> eating the kids. Eating the kids. and Eating the kids. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, I'm talking about, it just, they was going back and forth. I was like, what the fuck is going on? But this shit is like amazing. <laughs> it was like so dope. Everybody was going crazy. Uh, it was still a good size amount of people was in there. Like I said, it's twelve thirty in the morning. We just here talking about pussy and dick. And um, somebody came up to me and she was like, um, "I said, I, I, was, I said, I made a comment. I said, I didn't know the show was gonna turn into all that, y'all. But I appreciate y'all sticking out and sticking around. <laughs> and everybody was loved it. And she was like, um, she was like, it's just like this is what people need. People need a place they can get on a mic and just say whatever they want to say. And just because I make a joke, I say um, my my show is um church. Mm-hmm. I was like, ask people if they ready for another selection because we got the basketball group. Doing jazz and everything. Oh no, should do a game. Oh look, we got, we should have done Wakanda. Can we? Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> y'all ain't representing the country like y'all should be. <laughs> uh, she always make a joke about it, but she said it's kind of like church because people need an outlet to just say whatever they want to say to people, and they re, and they be received as they are, and just and that just boosts my confidence too, man. Like the fact that I can have a platform like that—that's amazing, man. So it's just beautiful. People boost my confidence more than anything, but I don't. Rely on people to boost my confidence. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's one thing is validation through other people. Right. See, that's the falsehood. That's like I said, political science, philosophy major guy about the job. Shout out to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out to those institutions that provided this. Like you, man. I need to get on It's real self confidence. It is. Nah, but like when you see when you seek um, validation from people, that's the pandering thing. You know, that's the right. that's the falsehood. That the more people that tell me I'm good, that makes me good. So if the people don't tell you that, then you therefore don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the falsehood. What you are talking about is that organic. Um, um, that organic thing that people who like to cook for the sake of cooking. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You're a creator. You want to provide something that is helpful, that is necessary, that is that is of substance. Mm-hmm. And because people receive it, because people understand that the thing that you're creating for them is of substance and then they need it and they agree with it and they give it back to you, that's that's, that's positive that's confirmation. It, yeah. You What that is is confirmation right. that what you're doing is received. You will continue to create, and you created before you even knew you had a demand. You were already going for it and doing what you were doing. Exactly. You just now you just get the positive confirmation. Right. You don't need the validation for what you're doing. Mm. You need the mm. confirmation of what you're doing, and that's a different thing. And that's why it's it's that's when you talk about self confidence coming through from that way. That's good self confidence because as a creator and as a person with a platform, you don't know. Like you said, without the people who come to the shows, right. how do we know? That's it. Outside of them coming. <laughs> you never know. You just put it out there. Like, yeah. Speaking of like Xavier said, man, you just do it. Do it. You just get over your feelings. Before I perform, I have workshops every month. I have two workshops every month. Before every workshop, I'm nervous as hell. Always. As if my attendees is going to receive what I'm, I'm supposed to be holding the workshop. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. what, what if I'm whack? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Facts. Like, you know what I'm saying? But when you just do it and you get that positive criticism, negative criticism, yeah. however way it comes, it's like man, I did it. Like yeah. it's, it's done. Kill me. Still you know alive. Still, still, still alive. <laughs> Heart beating a little bit fast, but I'm here. Always. <laughs> but see, that's the. Isn't that the feeling of life? To be that's in that moment, saying. to have your heart beating at 100 exactly. miles an hour. That's, that's like, the hitting that on the head. That's yeah. what I got tired of working at Slaves Club yeah. overnight, <laughs> and then getting off of work and just doing. You gonna stop talking about? Well, I'm gonna talk about this. You gonna start talking about that place that Look. catapulted us into adulthood? Okay? Catapulted. They put us right back to school. I like that. Hell no. That's a podcast in itself, right there. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we, I'm true. I'm graduating. Oh, um, <laughs> um, what, what damn? I got fucking. I keep losing my train of thought. Um, what was I saying before you cut me off? Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> As a bias, <laughs> doing the workshops, and the heart beating fast, heart beating fast. Okay, when I was, when I worked the slaves club, when I got off of work, I would just get on the Xbox and fucking play the game, and heart was just steady, just beating normally because I wasn't yeah. doing shit with my life. Yeah, just in just in the room, just playing the game. And then I get sleepy and I eat something and I go to bed. Did this shit day in, day out, day in, day out, day out. I say, like, man, where the fuck is the Excitement. excitement, the life, the what am I doing? Like, am I just making Walmart money? Like, what am I doing? Well, yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when you just start doing your own thing, yes, it's scary as hell, man. When I do, when I did my first poetry uh, reading, scary as fuck. Did my first photo shoot, scary as fuck. Like, wrote my first article that, well, not this ain't the first article, but wrote the article that's published in a magazine here. As a matter of fact, like. I was like, are they going to rip it apart when they go to edit it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Scary as fuck. But that thrill, that whole, like, right. oh, I got to work on it more. Oh, I got to get better at that. Okay, word. Like, I'm going to go back to the, go back to the set, you know, lab and cook up some more. Like, I, rem- I remember doing the first um, <clears throat> installment and even getting the, the tap space because I'm not classically trained 
and nothing that I do outside of just being a human. Like, right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only thing I'm training, bro. Is, is me and me. And, you know, Taps gave me an opportunity to decorate the whole wall downstairs and to put anything I wanted on there. That's dope as fuck. Scary. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, heartbeat. Like, oh, people going to see this? Yeah. People going to judge me. And, you know, the, from the first installment when I did the first lecture with everything to the, the last one when I charged, the last two, and I was like, you know, I don't want to charge. But they're like, yeah, you got to charge because, you know, the first one we got like 100 plus people. The second one we got like 100 plus people. Like, you are a commodity charge. And and I'm sitting there nervous because, you know, we sit, oh, the doors open at 8. It's like 8.15. Right. Ain't nobody just, that's not, I ain't I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just sitting in there just nervous. And I'm just like, I just got to take a walk. <laughs> Go smoke me a cigarette. And then I come back at 8.30 and it's packed. Right. Mm. And my heart breaks all over itself. Because you know, people, even if you're friends, you got friends that'll be like, oh, something came up. You know, you know, life happens. You know, I get it. But to see people come and support always breaks my heart. Every single time, I'm always thankful because these people don't have to give me their money or their time nor their mind. And to see it happen, I think like that's the heart for a creator to create something and to give it. And now that you're creating and giving it, when you see people support you and you know they don't have to, Right. I don't understand how people that's get the fuck I'm never, That right. shit never. You can <laughs> never put anything, any label on that film. Yeah, that's never gonna get old. It nah, shouldn't. Never. That's and that's how you know you're an authentic person. That's how you know you're a truly humble person, right. and a genuine person. Because that feeling cannot get old. Whether one person comes to my show, whether you get one more new viewer, or you get one more new subscriber, it's one more person that did not know, now knows, and now they're a part of your flock. Now they with it. Yeah. And I think for me, that's always important. Like, I never will forget that. That's an unshakable feeling. No, I feel like that's why, because you think, like, we are working, like, regular jobs. Yeah. You get tired of your damn job, man. Mm-hmm. Like, man, why I got to go on this motherfucker again? See the same people, whatever. I think that's why entertainers seem like they never get bored of their job, man. Because, like, it can never be boring. Like, having a fan come screaming, crying, snot coming out their nose, trying to hug you and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> I don't see how they could ever ever get old. Like, I don't. I don't see how I can either. Man, man. <laughs> or, like I said earlier, man, somebody come up to you and say, "Hey, I had somebody do this for me." Mm-hmm. And they was like, "Hey, man," or my this girl I work with, her boyfriend watches my videos. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know at the time. But she came to me and she was like, "Yeah, Dave was watching your videos. He was having a, a really bad day, <laughs> and uh, he watched your video about positive affirmations." Mm-hmm. And then after he got done, he's like, "You know what? I need to be more positive." <laughs> I need to start saying more positive affirmations. Uh, bro, if I'd be lying if I wasn't saying I got emotional when she told me that. <laughs> you was like, oh, word. I was like, all right. That's what I'm talking about. That was just fucking me up. I need a clarity. in it. Maybe see that bee in here? Something like a bee stung bitch. Something. Throw clothes in Somebody got a long hair cat. Allergies. Who wouldn't have said it in this book? No, that's crazy, though, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's. Nah, that's but cool, man. I went to South, uh, South Carolina State a couple weeks ago. I had uh, Ugly Shoe got installed at the Fab Art Gallery. It's still up if you want to go check it out in Orangeburg. Um, <laughs> Do you think, man? <laughs> nah, so I, 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 they put the art up, um, and then I do the lecture, and I show, like, episode six, which is called Color Coded, and I got Kodak in there and all this other stuff going on. So I, to, I do my presentation. I do the lecture at the end. It's like 60-odd kids in the auditorium. Some people, the moment they can leave, boom, they shoot out. You know, it, it is, it's college. You know, you can't get these kids to pay attention. Right. Mm. 
But ten brothers stopped, and I talked to all ten of them, and they all shook my hand and said, "Hey, we appreciate you." And they like told me they don't give, they not into politics, they don't pay attention to politics, but they like watching your video, seeing you made me more interested in politics, and I think I'm gonna be a little bit more, um, a little bit more woke about it. And I was like, "Thank you." That's the only thing the ugly truth is about is about awareness and getting people to be like. I might want to not pay attention to how they talk about me, right. to what the code language is when they talk about black people. Right. And 10 brothers who I know when I walked in there was on their phone for the most of the duration of the video. And when they got to the lecture part, that's when they picked their head up. And I was looking at them pick their head up. And they talked to me afterwards and told me, oh, I appreciate it. So, like, and that's the South Carolina State. And the same thing when I went to Savannah State and did it, or I was in Portland and did it. If I get five, I'm happy. If I get two, I'm happy. Same, right? Because it's the people. We do it for the people, man. It's, Every time, it's a greater mission than for us to do it. We we called to do it, and I think there was a quote that said, "Heroes are called on." <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you feel moved to do it, like you said, you were thinking about it, and you're like, mm, "I gotta do it." You did it. Yep. For everybody here, that's why I'm so happy I get to be a part of this podcast. Shout out to this, I've been one. Yo, I'm, and I apologize for the delay because you're supposed to be on here a long time ago. It's all good. It's yeah. all good, baby. There's no mistakes in God, man. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but oh, before we stop, so there's this thing called O to the Black Sheet. O to the Black Sheet. O to the Black Sheet. That's my thing. Um, it's part of my new series called The Beautiful Lie. And just because we talked about self confidence, I just want to throw this out there: the black sheet is the color in the world. And normalcy is what they try to get us to fall into. Mm-hmm. So the people who feel ostracized and alone, you are a black sheep. And it's the black sheep that has always moved the society forward. Be the black sheep. Be the color in a very bland world. Be Please color. be the color. Mm-hmm. Please, Lord. Be the color. Be, be a rainbow sheep. sheep. Whatever. Yeah, be whatever. But, you know, just... in the era of the Black Panther, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wakanda forever. Yeah. Wakanda be a mom. black sheep in a white sheep world. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> Sheep world, I'm with it, man. Absolutely, like I tell the kids at the center all the time, man. Please be different. Like, please stop doing dumb shit. Yeah. Stealing these damn phones, trying to rob people cars. Like, uh, just dude, just do. What are you gonna add to the world, man? What do we need? That's the first thing I ask them. Is what do you think we need as black people? Not that you don't care about white people, but what does the black community need right now? You know what I'm saying? Is you doing what they expect you to do? But what do you need to be doing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not another trapper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got plenty of trap rappers. We got plenty, we got plenty of that. Plenty of actual trappers. We got we got all that. We good on that. Good on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, I think we have met our quarter for, for that. Well, we got, got leftover know. trappers. You know? We got... <laughs> We got the truck. You remember the Sam's Club? You don't unload the truck. We just, I mean, you can't unload the truck. You just leave the um, the stuff in the truck and just leave the truck there. Oh, yes. <laughs> we got plenty of, <laughs> plenty of trucks in the back, man. We good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, what do we need right now? Just be different, man. Well, yeah. Um, fortunately, we did not have time to do the Florida shooting. Mm. Um, that for another yeah, we'll talk about it on another. It, unfortunately, these things are happening more, more often, so. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but anyways, uh, want to shout out uh, y'all stuff real quick. If y'all want to shout out y'all stuff, six one more time. Six I know we ain't got to worry about six, man. One more time, man. One more time, bro. Uh, February twenty eighth, Speak Easy, Soda City Radio. Um, then March twenty second ish, six and the Ugly Truth at the Columbia um, Taps Art Center. 
installment three, Black Like Me is gonna be dropping. But just check out um the Instagram six in the city. That's the number six ixx underscore n underscore the city. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, it's Demetrius D six million, and everything is up there. Um, episode one through six is up there. Watch it, follow, like, share if you want to. But you know, that's it. Just support everything that you' about to hear from everybody else too, and you'll be able to come to my stuff also because right. I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna be promoting that too. So, gang, gang, <laughs> gang, 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 absolutely. It's your boy Xavier again. <laughs> Find me on Instagram, Twitter at Zay Season X A Y S. ZN, if you're not listening, that first time, now you heard it. Uh, <laughs> Listeners, like they don't read, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll put the caption in there. Uh, True Life, I'm from Wakanda, is going to be coming out soon, man. So look on Instagram, look on Twitter, it's coming out on my YouTube channel. So check it out. Uh, Blur is coming pretty soon as well. Um, keep up with those updates. And hey, if you want to be a part of Blur, you know, hit me up on Instagram in my DMs, tweet me. Let me know. Oh, uh, you can DM me too if you want to. <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Six in the city. One more time. The number six. <laughs> I X X underscore N underscore the city. Is that T H E or the? It's you know D A D A the city. You'll see me. It's a Haitian flag. I'm big. I'm smiling. You can't miss it. Um, twenty 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 is also a thing that's coming out soon. I'm working on the homie Orion. Yeah, I'm working on yeah. that on Orion, and uh, I'm gonna be part of that um situation. And six and the ugly truth will actually premiere and debut mostly on twenty 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 once that gets launched. So I'm happy to be a part of that black entrepreneurship. Yo, Support. shout out to the the homie um, Brass man. He's yeah, Brass. Crazy dope man. Supporting everything black. Yes. And white, if you pay enough. <laughs> if you can. I'm rooting for everybody black. Easter yeah. Ray would say. Also, one more plug for myself. Check out some of my works featured on AmplifyColumbia.com and also ColaToday.com. That's facts. He is on there. Uh, <laughs> go to Taps Art Center, www.tapsartcenter.com. Look at the featured artist, the downstairs artist that is me. You will see the art. You will see the videos. You'll get the bio. Check me out. And like I said, get on the Instagram. It works. I don't got a website. That's why I got Orion. Brother Bass about to me take too. care of all of that. Now, yeah, we. it's it's about to be the year of getting things done. Right. Hey. <laughs> but till it get done, you can follow me on Instagram. The number six, <laughs> I-X-X underscore N underscore oh the city. Episode one through six of the Ugly Truth is happening. You should be watching. And uh, also, uh, I think I might have forgot this earlier. YouTube channel, <laughs> same thing as Instagram. X A Y S Z N. If you want to be on Durag Talks, just bring your own Durag. If you're a woman, bring a bonnet Ooh. or your scarf. Ooh. Yes. I don't discriminate, but I got an extra Durag for you just in case you forget. So I'll let <laughs> you clean it. Man. I haven't worn a Durag with my hair in it. so long. Hey man, you got to just, just, just put your cape on, man. <laughs> That's all you gotta do, man. Gotcha. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Facts. As always, Mike is gonna. Uh... Bro, it's us. Don't act like this is my thing. You try to play me, bro. You pick them, though. You pick them, though. Because you just stop putting because, for effort. Because, no, because you subscribe to so many of them. Fam, you subscribe to the same ones. Bro, you get bro. You got all your post notifications turned on. I'm going to put you on blast for the one. I keep seeing your damn name on there. Oh. Go ahead. Tell her, because I, I love her. I, I, <laughs> <laughs>
what we always do at the end of every show. It was what Will calls the thirst of the week. Mm. <laughs> it's when we shout out some just black, beautiful woman. Facts. That's just out here just doing her thing. Mm-hmm. We do everything from Instagram models. I think we did Cocaine Lorraine. Mm. Um, we did Tracy Ellis Ross. We did Tracy Ellis Always the blue. Blackish. Yeah. We did Angela. Didn't we do Angela Ross? Yeah, we did Angela Ross. That's Angela right, Ross. That's a, um, We did that uh, reporter. The, uh, the reporter got hot. Oh, no, the yam. Everybody forgot about her now. I, I, I remember the one in Atlanta. The, the thick one that the white lady that rolled in. Oh. It was oh. like, y'all need to get somebody that's. Yeah, oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Hey, shouts out to you. I missed that episode, but. Uh, <laughs> I wish you would have called it. Yeah. I wish you nothing but the best. Oh, yeah. Well, she's doing fine. I just talked to her last night. Oh. oh. So, yeah, this is something we do all the time as, a, as two co hosts. And this week. We're shouting out the amazing Scotty Beam. Y'all know who Scotty Beam is? Nah, nah, man. Why y'all not sleeping on Scotty? My get your phones over, out. My phone over there. I, I get there. my phone out. Scotty Beam used to be. Oh, <laughs> let me go ahead and touch that, brother. <laughs> they, they, they getting. They getting. He's about to put his glasses on. Um, Scotty Beam used to be okay. The social network like engineer on Hot ninety seven with Ebro and mm. um, Peter Rosenberg. We don't talk about Ebro. He probably yeah. in Cousin, his own. He yeah, show him that one there. No, the other one, the one beneath. Oh, that the one, one beneath it. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I saw. Um, <laughs> you right. were paid. Let's not get confused. You were paid. Go ahead and Still. take pictures from a distance. Okay. Oh, hey, I, all right. Got my three hundred millimeter lens, and I was like, I'm down gonna, the road. I'm gonna just go ahead and do my own scrolling real quick. This first time he took his glasses off. All show. She used to be the social network engineer on I-97. Now she does her own thing. Don't she be double tapping and shit. You like the picture he liked already. Uh, oh, no, you good. I'm, I'm, he going to switch it to the scroll review? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to do that. Screen, to She's got her own um, podcast called, um, well, co-host called um, Black Girl Podcast. Uh, she's got a monthly show called, um, oh, sorry. <clears throat> Who's next live? She kind of puts on new artists and stuff mm-hmm. in New York, and um, she's just she's just now starting her own her own thing. So she's just getting her little following. If you like to follow her, which I don't know why you wouldn't, um, she's at Scotty Beam on everything. Um, she's only has like IG and Twitter right now, but she's just doing her thing, man. Just a fine, dark skinned dope ass woman. She's like a music guru too, which is even more fine. It's mm-hmm. nothing better than a woman who knows music. So she's really known for her music expertise and just she just be doing her thing, man. So. Shout out to Scotty. You're gorgeous. You're awesome. You're out here doing your thing. I'm wishing her more success. I know she's going to do big things. And um, Yeah, man. It's Thursday of the week. That's what we do. That was it? That, that was, was it, man. That was we dope, just, man. I like it. Just wrap it up. Nice. Sometimes, takes. sometimes we get a little more into it. Yeah, like, if it's, if, it's like, if it's like an Instagram model. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first one? Did we do what's it, Crystal, Crystal first? Yeah, Crystal. The queen of all. Crystal's. Y'all know Crystal Westbrook? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We are disattached, brother. Right. <laughs> Bro, I'm just. I'm going to go back and listen to all the podcasts, man. They're lost. They're they're like, lost. That's, like, why you, that's why we got y'all here to yeah. help y'all out. Mm-mm-mm. Be honest with you, she's kind of just famous because her sister is India Love. No. Don't know who that is. Y'all, y'all being shut right now, man. Exactly. Us, us lost sheep, man. Y'all, y'all heard in the scene. We trying to. Yeah, we, exactly. We trying to hurt <laughs> y'all into the, the yams. Where's my. What's the. Feel the yams. The that's feel the yams. She had some. Dumb Jeez. pictures on um, Snapchat and Instagram this this week. I don't know, man. Will Will like he trying to find that one right picture? That's what. That's what Bro, I'm looking at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find one that does it justice and stuff. 
But um, yeah, man, that's what we do. So that's thank y'all so much. Man. Nah, so, thank anybody you. Anybody got closer words they wanna? Nah, I'm. I just like to see this happening, and I support. Oh my! God. Everything black <laughs> and white, and I'm trying to say some good words, but ooh, got the got the bounce. So oh, is that the video? No. See, you see a little oh, cellulite right yeah, there, so you I know like, she real. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, she can go to Wakanda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You ain't oh we, the can, video. we can, we can, we can no, scroll that, to yeah, the right. See, Ooh, see, 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 to the left. Favorites and shit. Yes. Okay. Y'all gonna see? Gonna see? Oh my God! Look at that glisten. So, yeah. I'm gonna search somebody for y'all, man. She kind of remind me of somebody. There we go. Right, we gotta end the show. We Because uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you stopped it. Hey, oh, never mind. You already followed Cynthia Lucia. Nah. That's bad, too, Yeah, I do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? You're trying to play me like I'm the only one. Come on now. You know, I don't. There's okay, one person. We, yeah, we do have somebody. There's one person that is the encyclopedia of the index of IG models. Shout out to Mason Dixon. <laughs> Is that that's uh, that's the that's my cousin? He he yeah he he's the hub. I thought he's you the go hub. He's, there you go. He's the he incubator. Is, he is Instagram. Yeah. Bam. That man be knowing people that ain't even popped yet. He yeah. just be like, oh, you see Charlie with the. <laughs> she only got like a hundred follow- How did you follow her? How did you find her? I got, you gotta know it, man. <laughs> the yam searcher. Got man. Yeah. The pre-release like yams. <laughs> I am. Gotta wait in line for these yams. <laughs> he pre-ordered the yams. So. Oh god. Yeah, man, that's the show, man. Thank y'all. Did y'all have any closing comments or anything? Or shout out to y'all. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, man, it. Was dope, man. This was this was fun, man. Yeah. My first one underneath the belt, so it was it was clean. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, we want to thank everybody for uh, listening. Uh, we want to especially thank our guests, Six hey, Zay. Appreciate y'all, man. Um, six. Appreciate y'all. The number six. I X X underscore N underscore the city, city. D A. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody mind. Yeah. Uh you catch them on everything. Yeah. Uh, Zay Season X A Y S Z N. Catch them on everything. Uh the playlist, Michael Murray. I know I'm at. You can catch them Tuesday coming up. Yeah, Tuesday come no no, I'm sorry. It's March. March sixth, right? Is next Tuesday not doing? First season? Not this coming Tuesday, no. Nah, nah. Nah, it's the one after this. It's the one after this. Two weeks. Bro, there you go, see? I was going to put you on blast, but no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Not this Tuesday, next Tuesday, March 6th. Okay. Blue Note, come see us. Absolutely free. Will, Will the third, one half of uh, Cultivated Ignorance. We appreciate everybody for listening. We'll see y'all next time. We love y'all, man. Peace. Yes.